20 minutes past 6 truthful faithful God welcome to the city breakfast show it's Tuesday morning 30th March 2021 getting ready for a great show last but one day of our heritage month so much is happening couple of days to Good Friday so much to do and we're so gl- grateful you've remained with City taking over from the City Breakfast News we're talking about wisdom keys about goals yesterday we said your goals decide what you learn humility decides how fast you learn so the humbler you are or the more humble you are the quicker you learn because pride is an impediment to learning and of course your passion determines the price you pay so this morning we're talking also about habits you choose a dominant goal and your goal bets a daily habit you choose a dominant goal and your goal bets a daily habit and your habit creates your entire future yeah, your habit creates your entire future because what you do today or what you do daily determines what you become permanently. So you start by choosing a dominant goal. It could be an academic goal, it could be a financial goal, it could be a spiritual goal, it could be a social goal. But that goal necessitates the formation of a habit. So if you want to be the world boxing champion, road work, exercise and training every day in the gym, and that habit will create your entire future. And there's something we call the 10,000 hour rule. The 10,000 hour rule. That's a manifestation of the power of habit. What you do daily determines what you become permanently. So the best way to overcome a bad habit is to form a new one. To replace the old. And this is Business Sense brought to us by ADB. With up to 10 different digital banking platforms helping you to bank. It's a consistent release of different things, including our contactless POS terminal, internet banking, mobile banking app. We have all kinds of cards, including the biometric e switch cards, Visa prepaid cards, and debit contactless cards. Call us on 0302 210210. Send an email to customercare at be safe, don't panic, go digital with ADB.
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Oh boy. Yeah. Trouble yeah, trouble them. Yeah, big. Me Joe, hey, love me Joe. Up there, me Joe. Yeah, love me Joe. Raja, big. Me me talk it. Big thing I want, me me talk it. This I wanna hotter than lava, rock it. And the rhythm I make, the girl I twerk it, twerk it. Ooh, Montaco. Yeah, big nation, I a step out. Nobody think more than the gun blackout. Big, them other boy that can do. For chlamydia, malaria, and then Ebola. Yeah. They drop in East and Tapa East and them Swedes. To me, nothing and no shouting, barking, lyric and melody, them mad with the talking. Branding different, their style different, different thing in a mendula. Them say this, them say that. Oh. I put a raga in them face, make them talk. Oh. Shave them sassy. Them say this, them say that. Oh. I slap the raga for them face, make them talk. Oh. Average Ghanaian. You think so? He's not tiny. So like he's, okay. yeah, and he's not slim. He's just oh, beam. Oh, somebody's slim. He's beam. He's beam. Oh, but somebody's. But I'm taller than he is. But he's bigger than me. If you're comparing to Bernard. Yeah. 
Alright, so uh, news of is brought to us by Total or Total. Total. Thank you for making us the enviable winners of three great awards Ghana Oil and Gas Awards, Brand of the Year, Campaign of the Year, Lubricant Product of the Year. Thank you for your hard work and dedication. Thank you for your raving trust and loyalty. Total committed to better energy. And of course, Fidelity Bank, proud to be associated with the newspaper review. Check out our WhatsApp banking assistant, born on a Wednesday, named Kukua after the Fantis. Can be reached on 0544-315500. Visit the Apple Store, the Google Play Store to download the Fidelity mobile app today. Make it happen with Fidelity Bank because together we are more. On the Mijo place to come before we end. One last one. Aha. It's the last one, last one. Mijo. But you know what it means, Kojo? <laughs> Bamijo. Mijo. Yeah, come, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it, you get it, you get it. Mijo. Okay, so I have a quick question for you guys this morning before we start. Before we start. Forty-three years ago today, something big happened in Ghana. What was it? Forty-three years. Forty-three years ago. So thirtieth March, nineteen seventy-eight. Nineteen seventy-eight. Something serious. Thirtieth March. And it wasn't a coup. Something serious. Like it was a major issue. Okay, I, I don't know what it is. are saying I nearly said I watched it, they drop the first album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> because it was serious. I watched it, it was serious. It wasn't a birthday. It wasn't a birthday. It was, a birthday. It was um, serious. Eh? It, was, it was a major issue because mm. if that thing had gone through, you and I may not have been sitting here in a way. Really? Yeah. Tell us about what it. Happened. So it was the referendum for Unigov. You know, the SMC, you know, people mm. said Chinese government. You know, a champion came in, they were not doing well, they didn't want to go military. So, you know, let's do a union government. Uh-huh. Military here, civilian here, we'll live forever after. People say, hey, believe. <laughs> <laughs> so a champion wanted to do Unigov. He did a referendum 43 years ago today. And he wanted to direct the outcome of the, the government. Charlie, people say, Charlie, we're not going to that was the beginning of a champion's end. A champion, a champion. Anyway, so good morning, Kokui. Good morning, Bernardino. You look dashing. Yes, because today City is doing an event at 4 p.m. with the Star Ghana Foundation. Yeah. It's live on TV. You look like Star. Charlie, thank you. I look, must look good. I was, I was saying, you know, I like it when black men wear suits that are not black. Oh, wow. The color really wow. pops on you. I love it. Onana, do the needful so I can buy more suits. <laughs> yeah. no. That's the whole story. Onana, if you do the needful, I'll drop another one next week. Yeah, that? and it was done by click and dimples. Oh. Made in Ghana. Yeah. Click and your watch is also made in Ghana. My watch is made by, uh, it was caveman watches. Yes, and your shoe is made in Ghana. My shoe is called horseman shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It was made in Ghana. The only thing I'm, it's, it's only the singlet. Yeah. <laughs> if I get the singlet made in Ghana, I'm <laughs> Everything is good in Ghana. Dignity. I'm Please, telling you. If I get singlet and supporter, I'm a full oh, Ghanaian. Like Left it. with just inside. Everything is Ghanaian. <laughs> and I was no. It was given to me by some Ghanaian company. Yeah. yeah. In Asylum Down. And your ring oh. is gold from Obasi Street. And everything, no. Uh-huh. I'm just the language is the English. But your face mask, no. 
the daily graphic yeah. speaker revives debate Charlie do you guys remember the chamber yeah. I'm not talking about the chamber I'm talking about the parliamentary chamber yeah. the speaker says the parliament needs a new complex President Kufado woos Spanish investors produce reports on Hussein Swale and graphic business and standing back at meeting today that's the front page of the daily graphic the Ghanaian Times Ghana is the safest country in West Africa President assures investor community in Spain mm-hmm. 271.3 million Ghana City financial loss trial AG closest case against Oponi big boost for education government to increase tertiary enrollment to 1.5 million students mm-hmm. Parliament approves Ken Ofriata's nomination as finance minister mm-hmm. there is good news in the housing sector government is appealing for the World Bank to support affordable housing All right. and the government intends to set up the National Housing Fund okay. The Daily Statesman Your investments are safe in Ghana mm. President Kufuado woos Spanish investors Ken Ofriata gets unanimous confirmation as finance minister mm. and Kojo Opoku says we won't allow officials to run down state institutions okay. The Chronicle has a photo of a river with about four champans and about six police officers pulling them out of the water. Mm. The water looks brown, and the headline says, after deportation of Aisha Huang, Chinese illegal miners strike again, mm. pollute rivers, Oda and Ofin with careless abandon. Mm. NPP celebrates Okufado on his 77th birthday. Ofoyata easily sails through parliament approval, and Burkinabe student Robert terrorizes colleagues at Central University. Hey, wow. Student the guide. Prosecution ends Opuni 217 million Ghana City lost case. Mm. Also, no showdown. MPs approve Ofuriata. Mm-hmm. All right. NLA stops contracts. And Tachiman South NDC in flames. Oh, wow. More on NDC. The new crusading guy says NDC executives fight over altered pink sheets. Hmm. Ghana goes organic as Mezai Organic begins operation. Finance Minister moves to improve domestic revenue mobilization. Hmm. The Daily Post, NDC in turmoil over the approval of Ken Oforiata as Finance Minister once more. And Asiedu Nketia appointed to serve on Parliamentary Service Board. Gridco in discussion with ECG over load shedding timetable. <laughs> Wonders will never end. <laughs> <laughs> Economy Times, Ghana records lower trade surplus. Africa continental free trade area faces danger, skepticism among Africans grow. This is according to a new report. And government plans to rake in $885 million in oil revenue for 2021. Mm. And financial times, insecurity, permit delays, etc., top list of minors concerns. Government must consider debt suspension program, says Deloitte. Mm. Data must lead nation's healthcare revolution. Yeah, those are some of the... Headlines on the front page of the Business and Financial Times. And okay. finally, the finder snits in 2.8 billion Ghana City mess of workers' contributions. Oh. Parliament approves Oforiata as finance minister. Young MDs and CEOs whose record justify more youth appointments. Lobbying, no. Lobbying, no. Lobbying, no. We have the power. Ekufadu Swanish investors to Ghana. Dr. Awal leads team to craft new agenda for his ministry and first lady supports artisans working with, with, with working tools. If you move online, you have citynewsroom.com. Lots of stories. Good to meet AMO about demolition and forceful takeover of electrical stalls. This is at Oprah Square. 
Also, two issues on audits. Auditor General goes after lecturers who run away after state-funded education and procurement irregularities in five technical universities hit five-year high. This is the 2019 report. Other stories, General Mosquito is on Parliamentary Services Board. Camido's performance at EAANC McGeek in London, wow. according to his manager. I still have more stories. Umar Sandamadu writes, one year after lockdown, remembering the COVID scare. There's a huge documentary tonight on CTTV as well on this. Then this one. We are engaging with ECG for load shedding timetable. This is Griku. Two weeks after CEO said to me, Doomsaw is not coming back. In other stories, Ghana water to spill water from Wager Dam today. City Business News. Ghana is a safe, peaceful destination for investment. Akufado woos Spanish investors. And also, fuel prices likely to remain unchanged in April, mercifully, according to the IES. If you go to myjournalline.com, the lead story, General Mosquito, appointed member of Parliamentary Services Board. Two stories on the power sector. Power crisis imminent. Private players must manage power sector. This is Bembuachi. And Ghana's energy sector is on a ticking time bomb. John Ginapo. Keep an eye on the power sector. We'll come back to it. If you go to Star FM, more comments. Parliament approves Oforiata as minority justifies decision. Also, Oforiata's approval was discussed with Council of Elders according to the party. And your reasons for approving Oforiata are flawed. This is Rasmubarak to the minority. If you go to GNA, lead story, Africa and Europe must force sustainable and strategic partnership according to the president. He's also wooing Spanish investors, same story. And uh, Vice President Hills, the president, on his 77th birthday. Let's get into the details. Bernard, right. if you'll permit me, okay. because you read a lot of headlines about electricity. Oh, yes, let's go there. Something that puts a lot of fear in people. Mm-hmm. Let's start from yesterday. Okay. The Chronicle had a story. Dumso has been banished. Seriously? Mm. This was the VRA CEO. Yesterday. And two weeks ago. VRA? Yes, you interviewed Grico CEO. Mm. So let me give you the VRA angle, okay. then you give us the other angles. Okay. Now, Agnes Ansa wrote this story, and it says the chief executive officer of the Voter River Authority, Mr. Emmanuel Enchidankwa, has given the assurance that the country will not experience any erratic power outages. Mm-hmm. He said power outages, also known as Dumso, is a thing of the past and not something that the country will return to again. And he said, Dumso is something of the past. I can tell you that for a fact. It's not something I'm hopeful we will come back to again. Mm-hmm. For us engineers, it is a blot on our conscience anytime there is Dumso. And I mean, you can't sit at VRA and have Dumso in Ghana. Mm-hmm. His comments were based on fears being expressed by a session of Ghanaians that the past distributors' indebtedness to the authority could take Ghana back to the era of Dumso. Let me give you two stories that sort of go against that. Power crisis imminent. Private players must manage power sector. Bembwachi, ASEP speaking. Africa Center for Energy Policy has recommended that government wins itself of the management of the country's power sector. The energy think tank's executive director believes the situation is one of the root causes of the power sector's woes as far as the generation and distribution is concerned. It comes down to the reality that we can't continue to have government money in the power sector, ASEP indicated. Then they talk about the Auditor General's report and some of the issues to do with the power sector. Now, ASEP believes the involvement of government in the value chain does not help matters as the debt being accumulated on their part could cripple the sector's financial base. This is on myjournalline.com. Then still on that same website, um, the ranking member on the Energy Committee, and John Abdullah Junapo says, Ghana's energy sector is on the verge of collapse following failure to improve the system. His comments come on the back of the recent report of the Auditor General that revealed that about 230 million Ghana CDs was owed the Gridco. Meanwhile, Gridco and other players in the power sector had come under intense pressure and public backlash following sporadic power outage some of, some a weeks ago. Now, speaking on PMX, John Jinapo explained that if you generate the power, you must fill 
it to the point of consumption. So you must improve the grid and make it more resilient. And you spoke about grid with personal plan and stuff. Now let's come to our own website. We are engaging with ECG for load shedding timetable. Mm. This is grid cool. The Ghana Grid Company has indicated that the country may in the coming days experience imminent power outages for, w- for which a schedule will soon be drawn and made public. The power transmission company says the expected outages are to enable various maintenance and repair works to be carried out within the power transmission and distribution chain across the country. So this really doesn't go against what the guy said. Yeah. He says as far as the schedule is concerned, it has to do with maintenance, not because of lack of generation or lack of money. Corporate Communications Manager of Gridco, Evans Amankwa, confirmed this is still news, said the outages are based on requests from many contractors expected to carry out maintenance works on power stations, box supply points, and others. He says the period of the intermittent outages vary based on the request of each contractor. So here's a quote. There are a plethora of projects ongoing to resolve inherent challenges in the distribution and transmission projects of the sector production value chain. The transmission lines, substations, box supply points, etc., these projects are scattered across the country. We have some in Accra, some in Kumasi, among others. And he says, Gridco is engaging with ECG to decide on how best to go about the outages so that they will not severely impact Ghanaians. All right, let's come to Parliament then. The front page of the Daily Graphic. Mm. The Speaker of Parliament, Mr. Alban Sumana Kingsford Bagman, has called for a national debate on how to support Parliament mm. to have a functional edifice that will help deepen democratic governance and accountability in the country. He made this call when a delegation from Graphic Communications Group called on him mm. in his office last Thursday. Mm. The Speaker said he had visited many parliaments across the world and comparing Ghana's parliament with other countries and other African countries which gained independence after Ghana. He said those countries had functional chambers and offices that had all the necessary facilities. He said in 1992, the decision was made to refurbish the current chamber temporarily for parliament while a parliamentary enclave was to be built. But, quote, we are still left in Dr. Kwame Nkrumah's conference room. (laughs) He says a lot of things cannot happen properly. When we are voting, it becomes a national disgrace because we do not need to be doing manual voting. It is not done in parliament. You can be anywhere, but once it's time for voting, you should be able to vote. So he's saying that we should try to make an effort. We are still using Kwame Nkrumah's motorway. We are still using Kwame Nkrumah's semaport. We are still using Kwame Nkrumah's Akuso Buddha. We can set up a simple digital voting system for parliament. We don't need a new chamber for that. I want to take you to Snet before we go to Dumso. Before we go to Galamse. Because there is a big story on the front page of the finder which worries me. Snet in 2.8 billion Ghana CD mess of workers' contribution. And this story is written by the editor of the newspaper, Elvis Dako. He writes that the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT, is immersed in a 2.8 billion mess of workers' contributions. Why? Factors responsible. The amount involves loans granted by SNIT to other related institutions who have defaulted in paying back the facilities. What? It also includes investments locked up in financial institutions and housing schemes. Agent banks not remitting contributions to SNIT on time, mm. undeserved payments to staff who have uh, undeserved payments to staff who have separated from SNIT, and monies paid to pensioners over 72 years who have not renewed their life certificates, among others. Mm. Workers' contributions due from Controller and Accountants General's Department has also not been paid to SNIT, mm. uh, which has not been paid to SNIT amounts to 773 million Ghana cities. When put together, SNIT is short of 3.6 billion Ghana cities hey. of workers' monies contribu- uh, contributed towards pension. <laughs> and they go on to Where write... Where are they getting this information from? Um, it's, 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 it's not here, but I think 
the paper did some investigation and looked at some of their reports. So, for example, 2.3 billion Ghana cities worth of loans were granted to eight related companies. Mm. 151 million Ghana cities locked up in NTHC. Mm. Um, 26.3 million Ghana cities. Agent banks did not remit these on time. Hmm. And some other... Has Senate um, come to respond to this? No, no. This is troubling indeed. Yeah. Let's come to the graphic, Kukui. Yeah, there's a story here from the Upper East region. Three organizations are appealing to President Anadudankwe Kufuado to make more budgetary allocations toward the continuation and completion of all of the dams earmarked in the One Village, One Dam policy. Okay. They equally entreated him to use the remaining money for desilting of the existing dams that are silted. Mm. The organizations are the Peasant Farmers Association of Ghana, mm -hmm. Center for Indigenous Knowledge and Organizational Development, mm. and the Ghana National Sesame Business Farmers Association. Mm. To back their demands, they embarked on a peaceful walk through the streets of Bogatanga last Saturday. Okay. Some of their placards said, agroecology is the best way to sustainable food production, Mm -hmm. etc. Now, they had a four-point petition that was presented to the Upper East Regional Director of the Department of Food and Agriculture. Mm. So they're going to submit that to the President through the Upper East Regional Minister, Mr. Stephen Yakubu, and they noted that this will ultimately help address issues of climate change, which is impacting smallholder farmers in the five regions in the northern parts of the country. Mm -hmm. yeah, they say the northern Ghana is almost like a desert and the vegetation mm. is gone. So I'm sure there's a related story in the Galamse side. Yes, yes, there's a Galamse story. Now, the SNES story, they got it from the Auditor General's report on public uh, accounts of Ghana. We actually have two stories yes. from there as well, but let's mm -hmm. go to Galamse. I'll come back to the Auditor General. Chinese illegal miners strike again. Chang mm -hmm. Yes. Now, the story says, it's in the Chronicle, the Ashanti Regional Ford Operating Base of Operation Vanguard has arrested five suspects, including four Chinese and a Ghanaian, who claims to be a national security operative for engaging in illegal alluvial mining. Mm. The tax force seized and destroyed 30 chamfan machines mounted on rivers Odin and Ofin. The team also seized one AK-47 assault rifle, a magazine filled with 13 live ammunition, three pump-action guns with live cartridges. In a statement issued by Operation Vanguard under the signature of DSP Ebenezer Tete, uh, which has been cited by the Chronicle, the tax force named the suspects um, Chinese names, I can't mention them, but mm -hmm. they are 51, 52, 45, and 38. Mm. And according to the information, four other suspects, led by one you see, Fuseni, mm -hmm. uh, who claims to be a national security operative protecting the illegal miners at one of the security. sites, yes, were also arrested and are oh. currently assisting the police with this investigation. So, Rana, it looks like the national security is the cover for doing wrong things because it's not the first time. Now, the Auditor General's report is also talking about two things here. The auditor now goes after lecturers who bolted after states funded their education. This is quite troubling. The Auditor General's report of 2019 has revealed that some lecturers of public universities in the country have vacated their positions after receiving sponsorship for further their education. According to the report, such incidents are among numerous financial irregularities that occurred in institutions in Ghana, including the Gimpa, Sunyani Technical, Ho Technical, and Cape Coast Technical universities. In the case of Gimpa, for instance, the report said one Dominic Mpolari Dagbanja who was a member of the of staff, was sponsored by the Institute to study law in Australia. And per the rules, he was suspected to return to the university after completion of the course. But after completing the program in 2016, he has not returned to the school as of August 2018. The Auditor General said by virtue of his failure to return to the school, he must be made to refund 327,000 CDs spent on him by the school. One person. Imagine. You know how many university people's school fees this money can pay? Mm. You alone, PhD, won't come back. The 327,800 CDs spent on Mr. Dominic Dagbanja 
should be recovered from him or his guarantors in the event that the institution cannot recover it from him. Also, members of staff who have completed their courses of study must report to the institute to serve their bond period or pay the amount expended on them with interest, the report said. In the Takradi Technical University case, the report found that three lecturers were paid a total of 64565 as salaries, although they did not deserve it. The three were said to have received their monies after their steady leave with pay had expired and were therefore not to have received their salary. Can you imagine? Mm. Then they give their names. And then although Section 5 of the university sponsorship scholarship policy provides specific things they should do, the university violated this. There are so many infractions. Eh? And these are gov- uh, government educational institutions. So mm. Plenty. In another development, one for start, that the electoral department of accountancy was granted steady leave with pay. The period was given. He went to... Uh, Cyprus for four years, requested for an extension of his study leave, and after returning to work from September, management did not approve his extension. He therefore vacated his post. Meanwhile, Sikhanone Ekoho. Wow. So, so many. And then there's also procurement irregularities in technical universities. Hit five-year high in 2019 <coughs> report. Same, same uh, website, citynewsroom.com. Auditor General's report on technical universities has revealed that procurement breaches recorded in the various institutions were the highest in the year under review since 2015. The report was put together after the accounts of these education institutions between the period of January to December 31 were submitted for auditing. According to the 241-page document, the procurement irregularities of these institutions were valued at 48 million cities. Nathan Kwa has been entering this report. He has so many things to talk about. 48 million cities. A significant jump from the 438,000 in 2015. So it wasn't even a million in 2015. It's now 48 million. And then he gives how the irregularities occurred, what investors were guilty, how costly. He'll come and tell us. He's been doing Baba on the report. 241 pages. Think about it though. 300 and something thousand to sponsor one person to do PhD in Australia. People come to us to ask for 1,500 to pay GIJ fees. They don't have it. Imagine if you use that 300,000 to sponsor 300 students to go to a school. And the guy go to income. But he's like this now and collecting money. Possibly, because I can't worry about your account. Okay, I wanted to do this education Possibly. story quickly. This is in the Daily Graphic. Kodorina. Kodorina promotes robotics education in Ghana. So an education technology company called Kodorina Edutech mm-hmm. has donated Lego education robotic kits to 21 schools mm. made up of 15 senior high schools and five basic schools. The robotic kits were presented to the Minister of Education, Dr. Yaose Educhum. They're worth $11,000. Now, he also presented them to the heads of selected schools in a ceremony yesterday. The country representative of the organization, Mr. Ben Amwakun, mm-hmm. was the one who did the presentation. The board chairman of Kodorina Edutech Mr. Femi Ajayi explained that the presentation is part of a collaboration between their organization and the Ghana Education Service to grow the interest of robotics in pupils. Now, Dr. Edith Trump said, mm-hmm. we need to create a structure that will really propel us to the forefront of STEM education. And what that means is robotics should be examinable. Okay. He says that even though students at the Mumphy Methodist Girls SHS performed brilliantly in the World Robotics Competition, they have nothing to show in their certificates that they have knowledge in robotics. Yeah. He says, I don't understand why a student of the Methodist Girls SHS should go to a university and have, yeah, and have nothing to show on any record yeah. that she ever won a robotics competition and that she's good at robotics. So the university well, should also consider that. That's why that. the president made you the minister. Exactly. So do so something about it. He's going to do that. I think Let's come great. to the times.
Ghana is the safest country in West Africa to do business. Mm. So if you are listening to us around the world, bring your money here. Come and invest. But not your yeah. to come and destroy our no, 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 no. If you bring those who arrest you. Mm-hmm. Now, the story says Ghana is a haven of peace, security, and stability, and the safest country in West Africa where legitimate investments are protected. This is according to the president. He made these remarks yesterday when he addressed the business community in Madrid at the Focus Africa 2023 conference. There are a couple of stories that are quite troubling here. KNUST fatal accident victim identified as son of NDC MP. One of the first stories, sad, sad. one of the two persons who died in the ghastly accident at KNUST has been identified as the son of a member of parliament. Family sources say the deceased who is a final year medical student. Can you imagine that all this investment of KNUST is the son of Alaji Seidu Isifu Baba, the NDC MP for Naleru Gambaga. Arrangements are currently underway for his burial in accordance with Islamic custom with a family who are distraught over the unfortunate incident. Now, two students died on the spot and three others left with life-threatening injuries after a private vehicle they were driving in crashed on KNUST campus Saturday, 27th March. Four of the occupants have been confirmed as KNUST students, while one of them was a University of Ghana student who was injured, said to be receiving treatment at Konfuanochi. Preliminary investigations suggest that the driver, in an attempt to negotiate a sharp curve, ran into a tree, killing two persons on the spot. The mangled vehicle has since been towed from the scene of the accident, while KNUST police revealed that investigations have commenced on the incident. This is really, really sad. And um, still on universities, mm. um, students Robert terrorizes colleagues at Central University. Mm. And the story says a 27-year-old student of Central University of the Mutual Campus okay. in the Ningo Pram Pram district is in the grips of the district police command for various suspected criminal offenses on campus. Hey. The student, according to the father, was born Hamid Amin, but he is known as Kem Amin by school authorities and mates. The suspect, a Burkinabe national, had duped several students of huge sums of money and stolen several mobile phones on campus. The last straw that broke the camel's back was when he engaged in uh, fiscal assault of a female student whom he attacked in a room last Friday night. So um, he went to the room, assaulted a lady, grabbed her laptop, valued a at 6,000 CDs. Who is, who is majoring in stealing? Yeah. And he's from Burkina Faso on top. Mm. Give him 20 lashes after whatever they do to him. Now, Goku, let's come to you. Yes, you mentioned something about Camido getting a gig after the EAA performance. Well, mm-hmm. the Daily Guide has Abiana in here. It says Abiana delivers amazing performance yes. at 2021 EAAs. Yes. And here she is pictured mm-hmm. in the Daily Guide. Singer Abiana presented one of the most striking performances mm. at the 2021 Entertainment Achievement Awards on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. She blew the awards audience, delivering a classic performance of her songs, Adungle and Amen. She mm. showcased a great vocal, vocal strength affirming that she's not only been staying true to herself, but has come to stay in the music scene. Sunday's Entertainment Achievement Awards was to celebrate entertainers mm. and the entertainment industry players who have distinguished themselves in the practice of their arts during the 2020 eligibility year. The scheme was organized by City TV mm. and covers areas like sports, music, film, fashion, photography, media, and comedy, among other categories. Well, we are told not only did Camido win a $500 prize presented to him by Imani Africa boss Franklin Kujo mm-hmm. for his performance at the EAA. He also secured a gig in an upcoming show in London. Camido's manager, George Mensah Britain, broke the news to Kwame Daze on CTFM Celebrity Radar yesterday, Monday, 29 March. Because of your event, the EAA, we are actually booked for a concert in July, he said. George said Camido had performed a lot on platforms, but, but his act at the EAAs has won him a lot more fans in the music circles. According to Franklin Kujo, um, he had decided to give Camido $500 <laughs> after his 
performance to inspire others to appreciate his, his work. Let me take you to a final one here. Pregnant women are, di- are dying. Fix our roads. Adan coastal communities cry out. Story by Neil Latte reads that the communities along the coast of the Adan East District have called on the district assembly to fix their feeder roads to save the lives of pregnant women in the area. The roads that link the coastal communities to Adan for, according to the communities or to the commuters, have been in a deplorable state for decades and all efforts to bring the road back to shape has proved futile now the details are given of that particular story thank you very much uh, Kukui and thank you Kojo as well there's business news there's sports and a lot of stuff coming up on the show today stay with us this is the City Breakfast Show the city's biggest conversation <laughs> Charlie Chester's So I can make it happen cashless from anywhere. Oh, Lord of mercy. Any while I'm producing in the studio, I can top up airtime with my number one girl, cool call my WhatsApp banking assistant, do some online banking, and so much more. Now I live like I have 30 billion with Fidelity Digital Banking. So, so enjoyment. Eh, enjoyment. I don't quan, I'm a pay. Try Fidelity Digital Banking and make it happen because together we are more. Fidelity Bank. Believe with us. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Two minutes to seven. The City Business News is next. Brought to you by MTN. MTN helps you get convenience anywhere you top up your MTN account. Use your mobile money or MTN app. You can buy it from any vendor at the recommended retail price. You get a 100% bonus. Please remember to demand the same value. Retailers who do not comply will be sanctioned. It's simple and convenient. We're good together everywhere you go. This is also brought to us by... Goyle. You can now use your GH Link card on Gold's POS machines to buy fuel. The GH Link card offers additional payment option for fuel you buy at Gold stations in addition to the Gold card. Every fuel you buy is recorded automatically in your monthly bank statement, helping you track and manage your expenses. Use your GH Link card to buy fuel from any of our over 400 stations. Goyle Good Energy. 
of course, Stambic Bank is also proud to be associated with the City Business News. Stambic Bank, it can be. Maybe two name of Sata Marie, Jango. Papa Sama Pati Patawari, Jango. Maybe Batu Gringo, Ringo, Wapen, City's biggest conversation. You've worked hard for your money, and that is why we are constantly creating more secure and innovative ways for you to keep your money safe everywhere you go. Experience a safer and more secure way to do all your transactions with MTN Momo. Present your national ID, voter's ID, NHIS card, passport, driver's license, or your SNIT ID card. Whenever you visit any Momo agent point, keep your transaction safe and secure everywhere you go because we are good together. Remember to present any of these valid national ID cards for all your Momo transactions at agent points beginning from Friday, 2nd April 2021, everywhere you go. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. It's uh, 7 o'clock. Time for the City Business News with Vivian Kailuku. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. We start with Guta. Because yesterday oh, there were some issues with some traders over there. And it says it will later today meet with officials of Accra Metropolitan Assembly over yesterday's takeover of stalls at the Opera Square in Ghana. The director of Guta, Joseph Paddy, has been speaking to City News. We resolve to meet tomorrow at 1 o'clock with the mayor to finalize the whole issue. But for now, we have brought everything under control. Our members are still going back to their business. The mayor has assured us that they are moving the containers from the, the Opera Square. Originally, our members wanted to put up these containers but AMA came up that some years ago when uh, Ajit Banksy was the mayor. But he said uh, that it's, a, it's a bus terminal. So if they bring these big, big containers, it will occupy space. It will occupy the place. So he didn't allow them. So how come now it is now you can and somebody brought the container without the consent of AMA? Because that area is under the jurisdiction of AMA. So it, this is, and that's what some people. So they have to investigate to find out who is really doing this. Because if you cannot take the law into your hands, just go to occupy a space where it belongs to an authority, without the consent of the authority. And of course, AMA said they are not aware of this. Communications Director of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Joseph Paddy. Now, President Kufuado has told Spanish businesses to take advantage of the political stability in Ghana and invest. Now, Kufuado says the growth in macroeconomic stability and relative low inflation makes Ghana an ideal place to invest. The president made these remarks when he addressed the business community in Spain as part of the Focus Africa 2023 conference in Madrid, Spain. It continues to be an exciting time to be in Ghana and to do business in the country. Indeed, the statistics tell us that Spanish investments in Ghana now total some 230 million euros, making Ghana one of the important destinations of Spanish investments in sub-Saharan Africa. So I would urge even further the business community in Spain to take advantage of the business-friendly climate to invest in Ghana. I'm sure you've heard of some of my government's flagship policies of one district, one factory. 
one village, one dam, and the program for planting for food and jobs, which I commend to you, as I do areas in water, health, housing, road and rail infrastructure, transport, industry, manufacturing, agriculture, petroleum and gas, the exploitation of our mineral wealth of our bauxite, iron ore and gold, renewable energy, and ICT growth. President Kufuado, let's find out how the city is performing this morning. Let's go to the Interbank Foreign Exchange Market, where banks trade among themselves. The dollar is selling at 5 CD 73 passwords after recording no price change. The British pound remained unchanged as well, is selling at 7 CDs, 91 passwords. The euro, however, lost one password, selling at 6 CD 75 passwords. Chinese yuan also lost the password, selling at 88 passwords. The South African rand, however, stayed at 38. Be guided that these figures will be much higher at a Forex Bureau near you. Now, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, has bagged predictions by the Institute of Energy Security, IES, that fuel prices will remain unchanged in the first pricing window of April. This will come as a relief to consumers following weeks of consistent increases. The IES, in a press release, indicated that the about 2% decrease in the price of the international benchmark Brent crude, the about 3% decrease in price of gas oil, among others, as well as the relative stability of the local currency against the U.S. dollar can be attributed to the projection of unchanged prices at the pumps. We have more on this report. The prediction comes even as four prices in the country have consistently seen a steady increase since the beginning of the year, sparking fears that consumers may end the year paying an all-time high rate per litre of petrol and diesel. In the first half of January this year, a litre of petrol was selling at 4 CDs 86 pesos. By the second half, it had increased by 1.75% to 4 CDs 95 pesos. This price was maintained in the first half of February. It, however, increased by 3.9% in the second half of February to 5 CDs 1 peso and then to 5 CDs 48 pesos in the first half of March, representing a 7.37% increase. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, has indicated that the percentage change in prices within the last two months is an increase of 11%. While many have already and continue to express their displeasure over the fast increase in price at the pumps, Things do not appear to look better in the short to medium term, despite a prediction of current prices staying the same in the next two weeks. This is because government has proposed a 5.7% increment in prices of petrol and diesel as part of new levies it is imposing on Ghanaians. Executive Secretary at the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, Duncan Amwa, spoke to City Business News. Due to the Suez Canal development, you are also seeing prices begin to go up. If you do the numbers, you are looking at between 4 to 6 percent reduction uh, at the BDC position. However, this may not reflect on the pump because within the same window which closes uh, somewhere Thursday, Friday, prices are beginning to go again. So prices for first window April uh, is expected to remain unchanged or stable at the Ghanaian pumps. 
Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, Duncan Amwa, ending that report filed by Anita Kissimiriku. Now, the minority in Parliament is demanding a probe into the activities of McKinsey Group in the economic management of the country. According to the minority leader, Aruna Idrisu, the government pays the management consulting firm a sum of $1.4 million per quarter for services rendered to the Ministry of Finance and the Ghana Revenue Authority. Speaking during the debate before the approval of Ken Ufoyata as finance minister, the minority leader questioned the relevance of such an arrangement. And then you pay Mackenzie and company this money to be doing what? We will call for further investigations into the operations and activities of Mackenzie as they relate to the Ministry of Finance and as they also work for the Ghana Revenue Authority. We have competent hands to do the work in Ghana. We don't need any McKenzie and company in Ghana for any purpose. It's, 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 it's a ripoff of the state and the republic, given the huge sums of money that are paid to the McKenzie group, and we want to know how he arrived at the procurement of that particular group. Minority Leader Haruna Idrisu. Let's now join Gideon Amwenichi of Databank for the latest updates on the bond market. Investors submitted total bets worth 1.68 billion Ghana cities across the 91-day to 3-4-day tenants at relatively lower yields. The Treasury accepted all bets submitted to exceed the target size by 25%. At the close of the auction, the 91-day yield lost 3 basis points to 12.87%, while the 22-day yield inched down by a basis point to 13.65%. The local bonds market witnessed an uptick in aggregate deals executed across the market. 2.65 billion Ghana cities changed hands across the listed maturities, representing 19% week-on-week increase. The data-bound bond index recovered 0.04% week-on-week, pushing up the year-to-date gain to 2.94%. Gideon Amoniche of Data Bank. That's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN, Stambik Bank and Goyle and also powered by citybusinessnews.com. Log on to that website. you got more business news updates. The business news team returns this afternoon at 1 o'clock. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Do have a good business day. Bro, I de- feel your ride. It's so smooth. <laughs> you know, this vehicle runs on Gold Super XP Run 95, loaded with additives. Expensive, right? Not at all. Gold Super XP Run 95 is of higher grade, but sold at the same price as the regular fuel. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is designed to bend slowly, improves fuel economy, hmm. keeps engines clean from carbon deficits, and gives less vibration. All that at the same price as regular fuel. Absolutely. Remember, there's also additivated diesel XP to make the offer complete. No driver needs to pay more for any higher grade fuel. Goyle, good energy. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Yeah.
11 minutes past 7. It's Tuesday morning. It's the 30th day of March. This is the City Breakfast Show. The discussion continues. If you had your way, you had all the resources. Free secondary school, you send your word. See the good schools, like the, 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 the good old ones. Like the Infantipim that Benjamin went to. So are you going to look for an international school to send them? Some new perspectives have been brought to bear on the subject. We'll look at that on the show today. Also coming up today, we'll give you some highlights of the 2019 audit report for some state institutions and some public universities. It doesn't make for good reading. Our kickoff is next brought to us by Leshego. In partnership with Echo Fridges, we have introduced environmentally friendly refrigerators and ACs. We've partnered also with Whirlpool, Lloyd and Carrier brand. We produce affordable air conditioners which are environmentally friendly with have very very sensible payment options you can pay in installments for up to 12 months with no interest call us on 0302-208-333 terms and conditions apply let's go let's improve life kickoff is also brought to us by betika the best sports book in africa is now live in ghana play with us and enjoy the highest booster odds create your own winning combination with our fabum betty and with only 50 pesos, you can win up to a thousand CDs in a Fala Daily Jackpot. Vertica is registered under the Gaming Commission of Ghana and it's not for persons below 18. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Benjamin Kitesh joining us with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And Mighty Royals banned from using their home venue by GFA following assault on March officials. We hear from newly appointed Asante Kotoko head coach Mariano Barreto on why he decided to join the club and Manchester City's Sergio Kun Aguero to leave the team at the end of the season. Let's start off with some Ghana Premier League news and new Asante Kotoko head coach Mariano Barreto has opened up about what influenced his decision to join the Porcupine Warriors. The Portuguese became Kotoko's third coach this season, taking over from interim trainer Johnson Smith last Friday. According to Barreto's CEO Nanayo Ampontan's grand plan of returning Kotoko to the summit of African football was the turning point for him. Kotoko's last appearance in a continental final came in 2004 in the CAF Confederations Cup with their last triumph on the continent coming in 1983. When uh, Nana called me two weeks ago and uh, he made me a challenge, coach, I need you come to help us to build together a fantastic uh, future for Kotoko Washanti Kotoko. And uh, I said, why Mr. Nana had calling me? And after we talked, Many, many times, spend some hours talking about what you are looking for. If you want to respect club abroad, you have to show what you have. And uh, I think Nana is making the right a club like Ashanti Kotoko. They have to have good infrastructures to give the conditions for the players have a chance to grow. And if they have a good condition, it's more easy to make many things. And you have a dream to put Ashanti Kotoko against in the final of Champions League. 
And this is what made me feel really interested. So you had newly appointed Asante Kotoko head coach Mariano Barreto speaking there. You remember him from coaching the Black Stars in 2004 to 2006. Let's stay with Asante Kotoko and their goalkeeper Ibrahim Danlad has debunked allegations that he has illegally reduced his age. Now he first came into the limelight after debuting for Ghana's under-17 team at the World Cup in India at the age of 14 where rumours concerning his age first surfaced. According to him, it is heartbreaking hearing citizens of his own country speculate about such a delicate matter. Uh, once, once in my life, when we went to India, India yeah. in 17, when uh, people were just putting an allegation on me that my age, like age and stuff, was very feeling, I was feeling very bad. Wow. Because not feeling bad for the people who were just saying that where the story was coming from was my own country. Yeah. Because uh, some of our media men was even tagging me on Facebook yeah. about that age cheating. Because I was just fighting for my nation. Yeah. So why will my country just fight against me? And even that day, it even affected me against uh, the game against Mali. Mali. Yeah. Because I was very down. You know, uh, as a young yeah. for that that moment, I was not, I was not much experienced mm. like now. Mm. By now, uh, I've, I've, I've read things and even name I always say, as a footballer, you face critics. So now I've, I've seen it's part of the job. So as for now, it doesn't worry me. Who knows me knows that yeah. the lad is real. So you had Asante Kotoko and Ghana international goalkeeper Ibrahim Danlat speaking there. Let's move on to more uh, league-related news. And the Executive Council of the Ghana Football Association has banned the Wamanafo Town Park indefinitely with immediate effect. This decision was taken following assault on the referees at Wamanafo by the home supporters in the Division 1 league match between Mighty Royals FC and Tanobo Fakwa over the weekend. The competition's department of the GFA will now fix the venue for the upcoming home matches of Wamanafo Mighty Royals FC with due regard to the distance to be travelled by the away teams. Let's get to some national team news. And Black Stars head coach Siki Akono has come to the defence of fullback Babaraman following disapproval from some Ghanaians regarding his call-up to the national team. The 26-year-old has come under a lot of criticism in the last week after many rated his performance against South Africa and Sao Tome as poor. Akono, however, says that the assessment of the player is too harsh and believes that patience is needed in dealing with Raman, who is rediscovering his form after a string of bad injuries. This boy has been through a lot, okay? It's through injuries and, and stuff. He got injured here when he was in Afco. I mean, who will be the best uh, people to help him? I mean, I think it's, it's a little bit too harsh the way we're criticizing him. Yes, he's on his way to, uh, to be better, you know, and he will do well in the coming days. Now he's got a club, he's going to play regularly. And things will change for him, but I think we're a little bit too uh, hard on him. Black Stars head coach C.K. Akono speaking there. Let's get to some Afghan qualifiers that were played yesterday. Zimbabwe were at home when they lost to Zambia by two goals to nil. Algeria, they made light work of Botswana, beating them by five goals to nil. And then Mohamed Salah was on target for Egypt, scoring twice when they beat Comoros by four goals to nil. Angola also beat Gabon by two goals to nil. And then Togo lost at home by two goals to one against Kenya. Let's get to some athletics and director of sport. 
course at the University of Ghana, Dr. Bello Bella Bitigu has credited the university sports program for the success of sprinter Benjamin Azamati. The former student of the University of Ghana became the country's fastest man of all time over the weekend, registering the time of 9.97 seconds to beat Leo Mouse Mills' 22-year-old record. Dr. Bitigu says the efforts of universities of the university sporting program helped shape Azamati for his current exploits. That is what differentiates us between other sister institutions or brother institutions. That is what differentiates us. University of Ghana, even though we want the athletes, we want the sportsmen and women, you must have the capability for a certain minimum strength in doing academic work and able to face the academic standard. You have to. You must. You see, so we don't always get the good athletes because often the good athletes uh, often ironically are the ones who need money to go to school and are the ones who uh, 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 are a little bit weak because clearly, justifiably, they spend more time away from the booze than their counterparts. And, uh, but, so we don't get those who want, but what we tell ourselves is we want to nurture them. We don't go for ready-made athletes. We go for some, but we blend it and give opportunity to the young and coming one, nurture them, develop them, and as Amati is the case, within two years we developed into becoming an African champion and breaking records left, right, center in the state. So so you heard Director of Sports at the University of Ghana, Dr. Bitugu, speaking there. Let's move over to some foreign news. In England, uh, Captain Harry Kane says he will decide his Tottenham Hotspur future after this summer's Euros. The spare striker who is reportedly attracting interest from Manchester United, Man City and Real Madrid wants to keep his, uh, his full attention on leading England to their first piece of silverware since the 1966 World Cup. Now, Spurs' success in the final phase of the season could have a bearing on the 27-year-old future, but Kane says he will wait until the conclusion of the Euros before making his plans clear. Meanwhile, Tottenham Hotspur's Loni Gareth Bale says he will return to Real Madrid in the summer as per the terms of his loan contract, but may then have to discuss the future with his agent. Going into next season, legally, my contract says I have to go back to Real Madrid, which is what I stated, which is, I don't think, being disrespectful to anybody. Um, that's literally what I have to do. Real Madrid um, are, I guess, my, my parent club. And, and as far as I agreed, I was I was at Tottenham at the end of the season, and, and I go back. Um, and I said that's the plan so far. Um, yeah, the reason I left is because I wanted to play games and get match fit and, and enjoy my football. And um, yeah, obviously, come the summer, I will be going back to Real Madrid and, and, and we'll go from there. I think the plan is to go back and then whether whether then I sit down with my agent and decide is something that we'll do in the summer. So you had Tottenham Hotspur Loni Gareth Bale speaking there to some news from Manchester City and record goal scorer Sergio Aguero has announced that he will leave Manchester City at the end of the season. The 32-year-old striker's contract expires at the end of the campaign and he has been told that it will not be renewed. The Argentine who signed from Atletico Madrid in 2011 has scored 257 goals in 384 appearances for the club. He will be honoured with a statue at the Etihad Stadium alongside title-winning captain Vincent Company and influential playmaker 
David Silva. Let's finish off with some basketball before we go. And there were some NBA games played last night. The Brooklyn Nets continue to be impressive. This time, beating the Timberwolves 112-107. The Celtics, they lost at home to the Pelicans. Russell Westbrook put up a monster triple-double when they beat the Indiana Pacers 124-132. That's how that game ended. The Cavs lost to the Jazz. The Warriors won on the return of Stephen Curry from his tailbone in 116 to 102 is how that game ended and then the Clippers won a marquee tie against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Betika and Lechego at Small Sports at citysportsonline.com. We deliver on our promise, cause we are number one. Let's go, we improve your life. Even when you're stuck with nothing, no matter your situation. Play with the champions and monetize your shouts with Betika because Betika means more Sika for you. Betika gives you more options to win on casino and virtuals every day. I mean every day. Final Fala with just 50 pesos, you can win 1,000 Ghana cities in our Fala Daily Jackpot. Enjoy 100% of your first deposit amount as bonus on betika.com.gh. Boosted odds, yazo, and you can create your own winning combinations with Fabom Betty. It doesn't get any better than this. Betika means more Sika, so Betinedisika. Play with the champions on betika.com.gh. This advert has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. Bet responsibly. Gaming can be addictive. Not for persons below 18 years. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. For the hashtag CityCBS. A14 Bionic, the fastest chip in a smartphone. Super Retina XDR display in more sizes and next-level low-light photography. The iPhone 12 family goes all out. Now available in Ghana. iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max, iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Mini with 24 months warranty plus screen or liquid damage protection. Please visit iStore in Accra Mall or iStore.com.gh for more info. All Mr. Akutu hopes for is for Ifiai's daughter to become the doctor she always dreams of. And for Akusia, his lovely wife, to start the nursery school she talks about all the time. So he works as hard as he can. But life can get in the way of our dreams. Heading to work one morning, one of his tires bursts on the highway. The car skates and somersaults many times. Paralyzed from his waist down and unable to work now, what happens now to all the goals his family looked forward to? 
Don't let life's tragedies get in the way of your family's dreams. Get a life insurance policy from Star Life today. Star Life, your solid partner for life. He was standing there with only a few seconds left. Then the bomb would go. Kaboom! He didn't know which wire to cut. His hands were all sweating and shaking. The knife was even slipping from his hand. The time was going. Three, two, one. Get the best companion for your HD TV with HD Plus. Visit the nearest dealer for your HD Plus decoder and subscribe via Star 879 hash to enjoy the feely feely experience now. The month of March is the heritage month for 97.3 City FM and City TV. A month to learn, to appreciate, to celebrate, and to tell the story of our beautiful and iconic country, Ghana. The Aquamus defeated the Gans in 1680, decapitated Okankwe, decimated the kingdom, and scattered. Every weekday morning in the month of March, learn historical Ghanaian facts and about the rich Ghanaian heritage and tradition with the Heritage Month series on the biggest conversation on radio, the City Breakfast Show. The Heritage Month Honor Series is proudly sponsored by Kiso. Key, a tradition of smiles, a future that's bright. Kiso, still a man And on City TV's Breakfast Day, we will keep you enthralled with compelling content on Ghanaian food, music, fashion, dance, captivating performances and traditions from all over Ghana. And how well do you know our beloved country, Ghana? Tune in to City TV throughout the day to learn some cultural tidbits from historian Kweku Daku Ankara. Mm-hmm. is a general account name. Mm-hmm. It's Dev's character. Ogusubain. So that is why the appellation is Ogusu Ediam. You see, when an ascent is Ediam, it means something that belongs to him. So stay tuned to 97.3 CDF and City TV this March as we bring you everything Ghanaian through our exciting radio and TV programming. It will be a remarkable month as we celebrate Ghana in all its splendor and wonder in the heritage month of March, only on City FM and City TV. That first whistle is more than just the start of a football match. It's the start of friendships. It's you screaming your lungs out. It's the joy of your team's equalizer. The exhilaration of scoring the winning goal. It's a sigh of relief after hearing the final whistle. It's celebrating your team being crowned champions. That first whistle is just the start of something priceless. Where you don't just watch it, you live it. MasterCard, official sponsor of UEFA Champions League. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city973. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
732, want to bring you some quick requests. Good morning, Bernard. Please, can you wish my amazing wife a happy birthday? Sarah Ajasu of Zoom Lion Domestic from your husband, Paul Ajasu, and the family. Long one from Dominic Pobi to his wife. Without Sabana Pobi, I wouldn't be alive by now. She's more worthy than rubies and diamonds. She's a godsend. She's hardworking. She's supportive. A housemaker. She's strong from your husband. And your children, Fifi, Yofi, and uh, your husband, of course. Also, Nurdin Al-Hassan of SIC Insurance, PLC, wishing his wife, Hadja Jimala Mohammed of the Zongo Development Fund, a happy birthday. Jimala Mohammed of Zongo Development Fund. Today is our son's second birthday, Kofi Osafu, a.k.a. the Superman. He's a people of Beacon International, Pediasi. Happy birthday. May he impact the world positively each day of his life. From his dad, Yao Osafu, Medics Hospital, his mom, Nana Sam Osafu, and brother, KTA. And you don't do flowers and chocolate at will. Neither do you do pet names and PDAs. But when it matters, you blow my mind. Happy birthday to a best friend, an amazing better half, and the best father. Katale and Pana adore you, and I truly madly love you. May the Lord keep you for us and for you. Coming in from Mrs. Kamal Dean Madi to her husband. Thank you for giving me the most handsome, loving, and caring husband in this world. Happy birthday, my husband, Pastor Isaac Miracle, from your wife, Monica Miracle, and the children, Iris, Ina, and Ivan. We love you. Happy birthday to Dela Koba Abba of Ecobank. You are truly an amazing gift to our world. May the blessings, goodness, and mercy of the Lord continue to find you from the Koba Abba Ahajiche. Agbota and Sky families. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's so many requests this morning, yeah? So, so, so many, so many. There's one from um, uh, Veronica Osom wishing a 40th birthday to Ajua Ansong Pesenu of ARB Apex Bank. You have a heart of gold and I love you so much from Veronica Osom to Ajua Ansong Pesenu. 40 years old.
And another one coming in. Please wish Auntie Esther Menzo a happy 70th for me. She turned 70 last Saturday. God bless her for her commitment to child development and social protection. From David Usumensa of Compassion Ghana. Kindly help wish Mr. Emmanuel Opoku Bafo of Presbyterian Church Ghana. Typhi happy 70th birthday. May God bless and preserve him from your children, your in-laws and your grandchildren. Morning, Bernard. My new baby is a week old today. Kindly wish him, <laughs> Charlie. Now, happy birthday, <laughs> Charlie. Kindly wish him for me. His name is Kobe Einstein Opoku, uh, CEO, Amwakwampia, aka Boss Baby. <laughs> hey, Coming from David Apia of Huawei, Boss Baby. Probably. It's oh, he's in love. Kobe Einstein Opoku, CEO. Boss and, baby. And, 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 and so the name is five for Kobe and Apia, aka Boss Baby. Yeah. Why would you send your word to the secondary school you're choosing? And uh, or let's let's rephrase the question. If you had the, your way, where would you send your word? Which secondary school would you send them? Public or private? If money were not an issue. Do you send them to your alma mater? That's a very important question. Think about it. Later this morning on our Heritage Series, Reverend Professor Philip Lai is my guest. We're talking about the development and uniqueness of the Ghana language. Professor Philip Lai is the author of the Ifumamu book that I used in my editorial. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's a professor. We'll be talking to me about the Ghana language and its evolution. It's been very interesting. That's at 9.30 on the Heritage Honor Series. Brought to you by Kisop Amansambuafu. Please, my dear father-in-law, Mr. Sefas Gakbo, and my nephew, Dami, wish them a happy birthday. I pray for good health and long life and the joy of the Lord from Philip Atinga in Sakumono. Please wish my wife, Hilda Esinama Fua Janjo of Bank of Africa, is the gun branch, a happy birthday. Your life is such a precious gift to me. I'm so happy to celebrate another year with you. May your day be filled with all happiness, joy, and love your heart can find. From Karen Kao and your husband, Savior. Good morning, Bernard. Happy birthday to Frankie Dinkra and Hanok Adoboy. God continue to grant good health from Jones Adoboy in La. Oh, 
Comments brought to you by EchoBank. With EchoBank Pay GHQR, there are no payment restrictions as we collaborate towards a common goal. Ask customers stay home, maintain social distance, and stay safe. Do not worry. EchoBank Pay GHQR allows you to make contactless payments from anywhere, in store, online, or from any bank account or any bank card or mobile money wallet. You can use your phone and do it conveniently. Call 0302213999 or call toll free 0800. 003225 Echo Bank is the Pan African Bank. MTN Ghana is calling on all customers to verify their SIM card details by dialing star 400 hash. Customers with incomplete subscriber details may update their records via a link which will be shared via MTN by via SMS by MTN. Customers will be expected to provide a valid ID, that's an old voter ID, a passport or driver's license. Now, if you have a Ghana card and a foreign passport, you must visit the MTN Service Center for assistance. To verify if your SIM is registered, kindly dial star 400 hash. Kindly note that this service does not require a confirmation of your Momo PIN. We're good together everywhere you go. If you're wondering where to get some great products this Easter, wondering how to spice up your life at Easter, well, Okadeko's extravaganza sale is back. We're inviting all families and friends to come over, celebrate the Easter with lots of giveaways and discounts to be had. When you shop 500 cities or more from Monday, March 29th, that's yesterday, you get a, to claim a surprise Easter, Easter egg that gets you 15, 10 or 5% off your next shopping. Plus, you stand a chance of being invited to partake in the ultimate Orca Easter egg hunt. You could win a sofa, brand new. Or as we say in Ghana, brand new. This Easter, rush to Orca Deco off the Spintex Road in Accra. Select from a wide range of unique home furniture, carpets, toys, household linen, cushions, kitchen, and decor items. This offer is open. And in fact, our showrooms are open on Good Friday, that's 2nd April. Saturday, Holy Saturday, 3rd April. From 9.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Easter Monday, from f- uh, that's 5th April, from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if you only want to do with the family, go to Oka. Just enter Oka and buy things. I know some people, shopping is therapeutic for them. Yeah. Shopping is therapeutic do, for them. I actually do need some Oka furniture. Oh, storm the place. Oh, I would love to. Storm. Go quick, storm in Oka. You need money to storm. Oh, you storm. The money is no day. Just do. It's a wish, Just it's, enter it's the Oka. Thinking. Just tell them that I'm Kukui on City. <laughs> Alright, now why are we discussing education? Now, this is the best time for a country to talk about education because for the past two years, the biggest issue in Ghana has been education. Free SHS is big. All the social interventions, they call some, the what do you call it, the, um, the some people, what's the name of this thing, the double track system. Education is on the front burner. Even the Atimata issue is an education issue now. The conversation is, what quality are we giving our kids in the public schools? Those of you who went to Presec, Fantipim, Accra High, Kumasi High, Holy Child, Wesley Girls, Abri Girls, St. Mary's. Would you take your teenage daughter or son to the same school you went and why? That's the question for the day. Now, yesterday, uh, we, we spoke to Philo, who works in an admission office of a private university. And she said there was a clear difference between products of private secondary schools and public secondary schools. This was what she told me yesterday. Where you sit, you're able to see the quality of products from all the systems. Exactly. So talk to me about the quality you see from public and private schools coming into the university. Okay. So um, even right from the application process, 
you have someone applying for let's say at the motor or uh, okay let me not just mention in this school coming in from a public school someone will put in an application you start an application you have to even complete the application and then upload your supporting documents you will be calling this person testing emailing this person it will take you like a month two months to even get the application in but then someone coming in from uh, an international school the person will just use a day or two to go online and then complete the application process. The person understands the system. So if the person should call you, that means the person has um, a question about the program that he or she is coming to study. But then um, someone coming in from a public school, um, you have to I mean, explain everything from the onset, how this whole thing works, even though the person says, have chosen your school to attend. If you look at the way this public um, school students, the way they, they think, the way they comport themselves, it's, it's so different from the international school. Um, someone coming in from the school that I chose, like SO, their critical thinking is high. They are they have so um, they have high self-esteem. They comport themselves well. They even an average student from SO. If you should put that same person, as for instance, there is a queen. Because the person has um, high self-esteem, if you should put them on a queen so right now, maybe the one coming in from the public school is so good. But then because of um, maybe oh, uh, the, the, the way they do things, I mean, Bernard, I don't know how to explain it, but it's so different. So the, the, the quality is so clear. The, the, the difference mm -hmm. in quality is clear. The, so the even from the even from clear. the so even from the best public schools like Wesley Girls and Achimota and Presec and Co. If you compare them to these SOS and TIS, you are saying the difference mm -hmm. is, is clear. It's, it's so clear, Bernard. It's so clear. So that was uh, an admission officer and a private investor. So yesterday, a lot of people tried to call into the show because I didn't open the phone line. So a friend of mine who is now lecturing at the medical school. Sent me a voice note. Now I'm not sure he wants me to play it on air, but I'll play it on air <laughs> because I thought he was. He had a completely different view. He's, he teaches at a medical school, and he says he doesn't agree with Philo's point that oh, the students from the private schools are better and all of that, like these SOS and TIs. He says, you you listen to him. You listen to what he said. Then you can make make sense of it for yourself. In terms of academic performance, on I don't know. Like I said, maybe the medical school system is quite rough. In terms of academic performance and um, resilience, I find students from the public school doing better. You know, let me say that, yeah, they, in the medical school, I will say, basically, most of the um, students who went to the IS don't seem to stand out in, in any special way, all right? Because I, uh, maybe in the medical school, the most important factor is the resilience, determination. It's very important in, 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 the, in that kind of course. And I see the students from the public schools being more resilient and, being, um, and performing better. Like you were talking about Wesley girls and all that. The, most of the girls who seem to, to perform better in medical school mostly are... From the public schools, Wesley girls, you know, uh, Presec, those they are they are they are the guys from from, from those places. So, um, 
I, I think is is it probably may depend on, but of course the issue of taking being proactive, uh, especially where the woman was describing uh, um, putting in applications and all that. That area definitely, I think there is a difference where people from international schools they have a lot of initiative, they have a lot of um, uh, confidence. And, and so on and so forth. But I, like I said, it's pro probably from the family because should, most children from IS schools are from wealthy homes. And so they already have that kind of um, exposure and, and, and that level of confidence and self-esteem. better than the public schools um, I think she's her point only shows part of the picture not the full picture and um, I also have students coming from international schools and public schools and in maybe the system in the medical school is different but I see the students coming from the public schools still doing really good of course with the way they think and all that um, I don't see much difference between them. And, but what I wanted to say then from my observation is this. The system for the international school definitely is better in terms of creativity, confidence, and like uh, she said, independent thinking and, and, and critical thinking. It's, it's probably better. However, the difference actually doesn't come from the school, but it actually comes from the home the child comes from. If the child grew up being exposed to books, to reading, to um, those kind of materials, or in a home where he or she is allowed to question stuff right from the, the beginning, it makes a difference. Even amongst two international school products. For example, there are, I, there are people who attend international school and they are maybe in grade 8 or 9 who cannot add a simple fraction trust me and the difference is from the household or from the family background which they come from so even though the school system is very important i believe that the biggest difference is the parenting they have and the family they come from if the family they come from encourages them to for example start reading at a lower stage or at a younger stage they already grow up with that confidence and that desire to learn that desire to 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 seek information that desire to to question things all right and to take action to be proactive they already have that and then the international school um probably nurtures it and makes it stronger and better so that was a, a friend of mine who teaches at one of the medical schools in Ghana, essentially saying that whilst he agrees that people, products of private schools show more creativity, independent thinking, and um, what was the third one? Critical think, critical or whatever. Yeah. He believes that some of those skills can be developed at home. But for survival in medical school, he finds the public school products better in terms of their resilience. That's the argument he uses. So the hassle of going through, I mean, I have met two medical students when we were in Legon, even the first mm. level 200, 300, you even see them. By the time you wake up in the morning, you are going for your morning thing, they already left by the bus. Yeah. And by the time they come back, they, they, they didn't have a life. 
And for the first five years of medical school, it was just torture. Mm. And his point is that the Prempers of this world, the Opokuwaris and the Akumasi Highs, are better able to prepare students for that type of rigor mm. and stress and difficulty I, than that. Are they the ones refusing postings to the Upper East and Upper West region? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are they the same people? No, but that's preference. Oh, the survival <laughs> in the middle house. We talk about success. What is the survival preparing you for? To st- no, that could, no, that, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 let's better wait, answer the wait, question. Wait, wait, what wait. is it prepare the resilience for, for, for what life? Is, what is it but, but that doesn't for? mean you see, don't forget that so resilience about choice. So, you see, when you go to medical school, and you don't have the choice, uh-huh. you have to go through the system to qualify as a doctor. Exactly. Now, the when doctor, you have a choice, why? But, 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 but you see, you what are the reasons why they don't take those postings? The reasons because they, don't take they are they are more structural if you go up oh. north. Opportunities for even for even doing for your, your family for your career progress. Yes, but is that not where resilience will guide you? No, no, yeah, no, no, that's no, the no, choice. No, no, no. There's a difference. Resilience is resilience and not having opportunity. Yes, yeah, what is it? Yes. Look, we are not pretending they are not good. That was my divide. That was my divide. Up north. That is not my main point. And I don't have proper. That was not my main point. But wait, hold on, hold on. I have opportunities to improve and improve. If you wait, wait. Let let me ask you a question. The people who go the people go to the international school, do they go to the villages to go and teach? Main point. That was not my main point. But go on. So yeah, my, just, my, my that point just, is that, that was just y- a low yesterday, blow, don't worry. yesterday there were I'm just saying yesterday there were a lot of people who said that who said that they felt that the discussion was a bit one sided. Yeah. In the fact that they thought that yes, it's true that the private schools seem to better equip the students for what is required to survive in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Critical skills is very important. It's mm-hmm. at the top of the list. Yes. Creativity, very important. Leadership skills independence these are very important but this caller is saying that yes it's true that the private schools are better able to do this but he feels that some of those things can be compensated for by the home so you can have a sc- somebody who goes to a public school which believes in road learning and just hustling but, but in the house they allow you to be critical thinker independence of thought they give you other things to do mm-hmm. don't forget some of this affordability then he says on the other hand for certain kinds of courses and he's a medical he teaches doctors what you need to survive in medical school, in his view, again, I don't think doctors are looking for your creativity necessarily. You see, that's the other point. If you, if you go to medical school or you go to flight school, they're not looking for your creativity. They're looking for your ability to obey instructions because they're going to kill somebody for, with your creativity. <laughs> you know? yeah, you know, if, for example, you are... But there are some innovators in that field. But that's different. You see, you need to get to a certain minimum of standards before you start being innovative. Okay. You, know, so you, can't, you can't go to medical school and start saying, I'm going to be innovative by mixing paracetamol with chloroquine to see what will happen. It's true. So, you need to go to a certain level of specialization. So, his point is that for that level of resilience... The people from our public schools, and don't forget public schools, Charlie, you've worked to school for a long time. You are in a school that the grass and rice is not enough. You are working. Charlie, it's difficult. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to ask that. Is there any advantage of going to a public school? In addition to the clear disadvantages we see, that you are not as creative as your colleagues who go to some of these privileged private schools. You don't get as much independent critical thinking skills tested because the examination is more focused on remembering and being able to follow instructions, mm-hmm. is there any discernible advantage somebody who goes to a Prempe or a Presec will get or somebody who goes to a TIS or an SOS? Yeah, but Bernard, you see, most of these advantages will be wholly subjective. You understand? Because I, I, I had a classmate I finished school with who could not even write his name by Form 3, but is still a much beloved member of our year group. 
And when you ask him, he tells you that the best decision his father made for him was to get him to Pemper College. Mm. Okay. Mm. Because based on that, when he needs help, he's able to reach out to certain people, even, and even from our side as well, because he comes from a very wealthy family. When we also need help, mm-hmm. you know. So, like I said, the advantages are very subjective based on how you see it. There are those who say the old girls, old boys concept keeps you together. It keeps the school up. That is, uh, you might be looking for a job. You bump into somebody you went to school with. You know, those are the, the things. But when it comes to the education proper, and this is the point that I've been making, Bernard. Mm-hmm. Look, public schools have been there for a long time. So have international schools. International schools are not three years old, four years old. Yeah. The school I went to, my sister attended that school. My sister is 46. Public school? Yes. No, private school. <laughs> so it's not a small school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? GIS is, is, was in the 1960s, mm-hmm. right? They've always been there. They've always been there. Some of these schools are super old. Mm-hmm. The public schools were also as good then. Those schools really didn't matter too much because you could get an equitable kind of education yeah. from that side. Yeah. It was simply parents who were looking for exclusivity. Mm-hmm. And experts. And, you know, basically, it was just exclusivity mm-hmm. that they were looking for and a certain kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the significant problem... So have the private schools left the public schools behind? No, I think the public schools rather have declined. It's the same thing, right? Yes, they have declined. In terms of in, teaching, in, in terms of yes. quality of students? Yes, yesterday I was having a conversation. Look, with, with somebody who knows the system a bit. And he says, look, the kind of attention, for instance, that was paid to some of these schools in the late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, early, early 90s, 90s, it's not the kind of attention that is being paid now in terms of the kind of teaching that was opening. Me- uh, mention was made of a GAC from India, for instance, who was teaching in Presec. Yeah. Legendary yeah. teacher, somebody who was teaching at Accra Poly, for instance. Even Mrs. Echampong, who taught us drama, English, and public speaking. Yes. In the early 90s. Yes. I'm not sure if. Don't forget the numbers too, right? Exactly. Because the class sizes were not that were big. Were not that big. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we, 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 we can decide to sit here and say, well, maybe the quality has not declined. But those who went to school back then also tell that, look, the quality certainly has come down and needs to be revived. If the quality comes up, I don't think any parent has a problem. Now, you come to the second part of the problem, which is the nuances or the rigor of the world we live in now, mm-hmm. whereby our current educational sector, particularly the public school system, is not designed to... It, it's always playing catch-up. Mm. Okay, It's not designed to walk in step mm. with what is going on. And so you have a trend that emerges and it takes 10-15 years for it to catch up here mm. like I was telling you yesterday I do not understand why we assume today that a mobile phone or a laptop is a distraction for a senior high school student and the excuse you get is they'll watch porn but I'm also saying that in the same the people that you have to compete with because the world that we live in Bernard we will not just live in Ghana we will not compete with Ghana okay it's not like we are living on a, in a hermit country where we do not talk to anybody. Our kids compete. We trade. We do all kinds of things so with other countries. So you keep them away from the phone. You they don't even know how to code. They and they leave secondary school. They don't have the skills. See, that and I'll tell you something. Look. Yeah. The child that learns how to hide the porn on his laptop mm-hmm. from a teacher. Mm-hmm. What Wait. do you think the child will later learn to do? I'm just saying, you might look at it in a negative yeah, connotation. Yeah. But I'm saying that a teacher comes and says, I want to inspect your laptop today. We'll go through all the folders and doesn't see and the porn you have hidden. Yeah. But it is there. 
So your point is what the advantage of giving them the phone and the 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 the, 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 the my point my the computer mm-hmm. far outweighs and it's the more excuses, relevant the excuses that we make for not even giving them access to it because for us we just see the trouble that they will cause with it. We don't see the experimentation that can happen from even the trouble that they will cause. Because in an educational setup, Bernard, trouble is not necessarily trouble. I'll tell you a story that somebody told me, whereby a six-year-old was locked up in a cabinet in school because there was a painting exercise and this six-year-old decided to use her hands, dab it in paint, mm-hmm. and put it on the piece of paper. <laughs> okay. As her painting exercise. I have to express herself in painting. Now the teacher says, no. So I'll punish you. I've, I've punished you. What kind of nonsense is that? And the punishment is that I'm locking you up in a cabinet. In a public school? In a public school. How? The teacher should be locked in a prison. No, but that is the point because in the teacher's perspective, the paint is not yours. This is paint that perhaps they have struggled to get and all. You've wasted the paint but that other people not use. Using a brush. No, but in the teacher's estimation, you've wasted the paint. The teacher is living in 1974. That is the point I am making. We just need the system to catch up. And look, there are a lot of good teachers. And that's also the thing I like. A lot of teachers are finding innovative ways. These days, we see all kind of viral videos of teachers trying to find different ways of keeping the attention so you, you of stand, students. You stand by the point that our public schools are being left behind. They are not globally competitive. They are not teaching our children. They are not giving our children the skills they need to compete in a global world. I think bureaucracy is holding it back. Mm. I think there is room to catch up because some of the teachers are taking advantage of their own spaces right. and making a difference. You've made your case. You've made your case. I, I wanted to argue with you, but I think you've made a very good oh. case. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Second social media trends next brought to us by by our friends at Vodafone mm. Cash. You pay nothing when you send money via Vodafone Cash. Any amount, as mm. many times as you want to any network. You won't pay a single peso on the money that you send. Right. So go ahead and make some payments, show some love, and send money by dialing star 110 hash. Mm-hmm. Ready? Ready. Ready. Right. Ready. Ready. Now, our friends at Standard Chartered Bank want us to know that if you download the SC Mobile app, mm-hmm. you'll be covered right from the comfort of your home or wherever you are. You can do so many transactions. You can send mobile money. You can request for, activate, or block a new debit or credit card. You can request a fixed deposit. So many things, all right? Mm-hmm. Right there on your SC Mobile app on your phone. Just download the app. Okay. Remember, stay home, stay safe, and transact on SC Mobile. Standard Chartered, Ghana's number one digital bank, is here for good. And it's uh, time for Tech and Social Media Trends. Alali. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. What's trending? Um, so in the trends, we've had Ken Oforiata because of his hmm. approval. And the, the commentary has been somewhat subdued. Yeah. And we know there wasn't a lot of drama around it. No <laughs> contentions. And, and now people are... Uh, <laughs> making jokes and, and yeah. not resigned, but making jokes and asking how much did each member of the committee get because of the oh the, the consensus. That's Matt Brown on Facebook. <laughs> oh and, Lord. and and also the criticism of the NDC. Now it's like that's a trend we should be observing because now when things happen, people are now attacking the NDC MPs, and we have just Brown saying me to vote for NDC again, I lie. Even though so is this are, NDC supporters or just regular people? Well, I can't tell if they are. This was on Facebook. I can't tell if this person is an NDC supporter, but then it, going by the, 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 the post he made, it may look like he's an NDC person. And we've seen this thing happening over the, the, the months because of the mm. other instances, the reaction to deals, the passing of, of nominees and all that, and people mm-hmm. expecting more of an impact from them because of the the... the 
numbers have in parliament, but we are not seeing that now. And we are mm -hmm. seeing that trend of their supporters going against them. Because during the, ahead of the voting, we saw that there was even the we saw executives of the party mm -hmm. expressing disaffection and all that. So that's yeah. something we've been seeing. And the, the, relative to the other instances, the person of Opong Nkrumah, mm -hmm. the other one has been a little, a little subdued, but mm. we are still seeing the same things there. But I think the main thing has been in the sporting world, Aguero's Aguero. announcement that he's leaving, and how the discussion leaving Man City and how the discussion evolved to roping Yaya Toure. Because oh, now, what? so when he was leaving, we saw details about the fact that they are going to build a statue for him for company and David yeah, Silva. And now the As they are three greatest players of the new well, era. And now the questions are being asked about why Yaya Toure is not Aturi. part. And now we are seeing didn't like the him. rhetoric around the lines that he. <laughs> well, that's what people are saying. They are also saying that he may be the most disrespected footballer of the midfielder of, of the EPL era. era. Yes, mm. of the EPL era. Mm. And we are seeing that thing. And also people criticizing the way they've treated Aguero, saying that it's not classy enough for somebody who's that much of a legend. They should have forced for him small. You know, maybe kept giving you know, a one year. You know, I something. remember Aguero for that goal against. I mean, Kupia. yeah. So a lot of tributes are being yep. paid, and that video is going. It was, it was yep. two two. Absolutely. They, they had a they had a minute to But Lapetu gets the ball. <laughs> Where does football go from here? Come on, <laughs> lap it up. Thank you. Lap it up. No, that, that was. I, you know, I mean, you know, an era for them. It's the so moment yeah. I will never forget in my life. Then he took off his shirt. You know, <laughs> that, that was. There's a part of me I've not had the courage to watch it again. Oh, because yeah. your mind is so much. But you know, I'm to be honest with you, yeah. it made me teary-eyed. Mm. As just watching, because Man City had struggled to win the league for I think they had like four or five years of struggling, and to win it. But they were not even in the equation to win it but then the money came and then yeah, they stacked up and then Aguero. that season they were about to bottle the lead because they yeah. had a lead United took yeah. a significant lead and United yeah. dropped it oh that was that was massive yeah, so that, was, that was big goal difference so, that was yeah, big yeah, so Aguero and also there was there was something quite bizarre mm -hmm. as an aside you know yesterday was the 15th anniversary of the solar eclipse Apparently, yeah, two thousand and six, right? Two thousand and six, yeah, in March, and then and <laughs> and we saw a lot of posts commemorating it, and then I noticed that class six was trending, so I went there, mm. and for some reason, it seems like half of two thousand class six. Yeah, <laughs> during that. But that actually means that most of those people now, if you add fifteen to people in class six, class six, you are about what? Classes around 11 years old? Uh, uh, 10, 11. So yeah, these yeah. are late 20s people. Yes. Yeah. They are the guys dominating the yeah, social so, media. I, mean, I just thought it was interesting that. 2006, what? This was probably first year, second so year. So most people, most, you are right, this is very interesting insight. So a lot of the people reminiscing this. Yeah, they solar, were in classics. So were in classics. Because they were posted like, where were you and all that. You were supposed to wear your, your dark glasses yeah, and go and watch. Wow. Yeah. That, that's an like interesting insight. Where, where, where were you? Where were you doing? I was in GSS 3, about to write BC. Yeah. So you are three years older than the average <laughs> social media person. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So yeah, we also had Nanado Mahama and because of his birthday and all that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Trending and I saw an interesting tweet that has Mahama contemplated Nado on his birthday. Yeah, that, that like kind of thing. Because of his birthday, we saw Mahama <laughs> in there too. And also questions about if we are, that thing resurfaced, that whether we are being too soft on Nanado. Because yeah. we are, one of our, you know, our former colleague Nanama, she wrote this nice piece back in the day about Mama he's saying he's supposed to act his age on his birthday some oh, kind that of letter, whole critic uproar. and all that. And, that, and screenshots were being circulated saying where, are, where is the similar outrage and ah. similar critiques of Nanado and all that. So, yeah, so. He's gone to Spain to drop his...
Maybe there's a conference or something. Anyway, thank you, Delali. Always stop provoking. That was uh, tech and social media trends. I'm laughing like killer. In this day and age, your excuse for not making that call is that you don't have credit. Oh, then you are not a Vodafone customer. Because you get a boozing 500% bonus anytime you buy credit via Vodafone Cash or Vodafone Credit Transfer. It's like you didn't hear me well. 100%, Hey, my friend, my friend, you don't have an excuse, oh, excuse to a shit. Dial star 110 hash or visit the nearest credit transfer vendor to buy credit because 500% bonus. Ah, Vodafone. Ready? Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, EcoBank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use EcoBank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an EcoBank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. EcoBank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the EcoBank mobile today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. EcoBank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, kindly call EcoBank Contact Center on 0800-00-3225 anytime, any day, toll free, or on 0302 213-999. Stay home, stay safe. Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. Ayeko, the Slay for Ghana Woodin promo is here. This March, as we celebrate Ghana's 64th birthday, Woodin has got the right offer for you. Buy 12 yards of your authentic Woodin prints and get two yards for free from any Woodin retail shop nationwide. Be a part of our rich Ghanaian culture this March. Wadeer made in Ghana. Kojiu two yards this year. Woodin. Le Créateur. That first whistle is more than just the start of a football match. It's the start of friendships. It's you screaming your lungs out. It's the joy of your team's equalizer. The exhilaration of scoring the winning goal. It's a sigh of relief after hearing the final whistle. It's celebrating your team being crowned champions. That first whistle is just the start of something priceless. Where you don't just watch it, you live it. Pass the card. Official sponsor of UEFA Champions League. It's a good day to meet every challenge. It's a good day to want more out of life. It's a good day to wish for it, work for it, go get it. Familiar taste, a delicious indulgent with a flavor you just can't hide. Refreshing energy, gives so much for so little. For a strong performance, you've come to the right place. Good day energy drink. Why wait a minute to enjoy a good day when every second counts? 
Good Day Energy Drink keeps you going. Excessive drinking can be detrimental to your health. Not recommended for persons under 18 years, lactating mothers, pregnant women, and people sensitive to caffeine. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Pretty big poem, pretty. Now, all right, let's go. What else? Straight up. Took on my harness on the block here. Uh. All right, let's go. Now, see that Ben and Sheriff from the back. Turning catch and to two women coming down. When you must swim in the summer, finna win the social media. Said the sick of my Jimmy, who would be ourselves. But say hi, got the men, they said that beer and yellow. So for Timothy, Simon Kotoka, one shell. Send a day, I bear your media, my wife level. You were always on my mind. 24 7 think about you all the time. My mom and Sasso, me and one, you give me no delight. This time around, my sister, I promise on my life. What up? So it's 12 minutes past 8 and we will come back to the conversation about quality of secondary education in Ghana. It's not just about the hairstyle, it's about what we're teaching them and how competitive they are. What are the top three skills a child needs when they come out of secondary school? Some would argue creativity, leadership, innovation. Some would also talk about critical thinking, independence of thought, all those things. You get that when you go to a typical Ghana school. Kumasi High, Accra, After four years or three years. Will you get those critical thinking? Or you get other skills? We'll come to that issue very shortly. Alright, you always feel safe at home, right? Home is where your family mates. It's a place where you know you can feel safe within your walls. And you can build a strong and durable home with Gassam Cement. For every bag of Gassam Cement you buy, you're contributing indirectly to helping communities with schools, hospitals, employment, and more. Gassam has committed to developing over 6,000 communities in Ghana, and they use biodegradable packaging to protect nature and the environment. So always choose Gassam. And in these uncertain times, Mm. please follow the COVID-19 safety protocol. All right. The nation builder. You can transfer funds from your bank account to your mobile money wallet and vice versa Mm -hmm. using the Zenith Bank to Wallet service at absolutely no cost to you. Just dial star 966 hash, select option 5, which is link mobile money account and follow the prompt. This service is available to MTN and Airtel Tigo customers. Zenith Bank, in your best interest. Send your thoughts on the discussion to 054-998-6996. Quality of... Yes, I'll actually take some calls on this. I feel we need to discuss this in a more serious way. If you had your way and your word was 
ready to enter secondary school would you send them back to your former school or would you look for a different school for them yeah. would you send them to a private school or a public school we'll take your calls on this let's just wrap up with two quick comments from access banks w yes indeed the women empowerment initiative access w is six this month of march for six years access bank has been committed to raising the bar in women advancement access w remains an industry first and they feature things like the womanpreneur pitchathon mm-hmm. the live or live better initiative maternal health support scheme mm-hmm. for IVF and other specialist treatments which is so important so if you're a woman in business a woman balancing family with work or a young woman professional there's no better time to sign on to access banks w than now visit the wcommunity.com or call toll free 0800 004 400 access banks w inspiring connecting empowering mm. what else browse for free on Surfline. Did you know that, Godfrey? I'm now tell me. It. Tell but me. Charlie? I have some Surfline that I've been using small, small. Tell me how I can get free things there. You have to get all of us on board to join Surfline. And if you do that, then you can get some free data. So uh-huh. dial star 718 star 77 hash select option 5 get your unique referral code share it with your friends and family and you'll get some free data the future is bright the future is surfline all right what's the most important skill or set of skills you need from secondary school i got a very interesting response from somebody she okay. says the most important skill or attribute a secondary school must give a child is integrity oh. i thought that was that was very interesting mm. then prep college is the best place for your son Mm-hmm. Subaining him there. Subaining him there. Mm-hmm. Character and integrity. <laughs> but that's just the motto. Uh, that's what we give. Hopefully. <laughs> Don't let me go to other areas. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, but it's a serious thought. Right? Because even here we are thinking about creativity intelligence and all that. Now, if you have somebody who's smart and they don't have integrity, they become very destructive because mm-hmm. they use their smartness to steal their people's resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, yeah, we're, we're told that when you're hiring somebody, the most important factor is integrity. integrity so, for example, if, if a secondary school can produce integrity from a person, out of a person, then the other skills can be learned. Yeah. But if they are dishonest, they are, hope, they are hopeless. Mm-hmm. You get me? Which is something I don't even factor into the discussion. You see? And then you bring in the whole wasi cheating for exams thing, mm. and then you compare it to somebody wanting to do a, a, an honor code. Do you get me? So that that thing is also a very important thing: the issue of honesty, mm. integrity, wholeness, truthfulness. Education institutions are not; they are looking for people who want to be smart, back, 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 yeah. just pass the exam, and that's why society cannot advance. So you see, we probably are missing the point. We're probably even missing the point. Yeah, you know, I, and just to wrap up, I, I know I've hugged this conversation a bit. Uh, forgive me, Kokui and Nate. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we, we also have a perspective. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that's what I'm saying. Forgive me for hugging it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I just feel that mm-hmm. we need to look at this in terms. I, I want to reinforce my point on global competitiveness. Okay. Look, whether we like it or not, my daughter will have to compete with somebody. From Korea, from, from China, Korea, from China, South Africa, for something someday. Mm-hmm. So the question I always ask myself is, when that time comes, mm-hmm. would I have equipped her properly to compete mm-hmm. in all spheres with that person if that opportunity does present itself? Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that what we need to look at with our public school system now is how to improve the fair deal of opportunities for the students there. Mm-hmm. At the moment, there aren't too many. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that is not what, we, and that is what we need to improve, so that once that improves, Bernard, the global competitiveness will improve. So when you say opportunity, what are you talking about? No, I'm talking. You see, there are all kinds of things that will happen in some of these schools that we are talking about. The system has not changed. The structure has not changed. The course setup has not changed. It's been the same thing for 30, 40 years, because we feel it works. If it's not broken. Why do you want to fix it? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the other places as well that we want to get closer to, mm-hmm. Bernard, if it changes today, when I was leaving, for instance, when I was leaving China, Bernard, mm. every five years there's an audit of the of the public school system. Every five years. Every five years. When I was leaving, the decision had been then made that the school system that they had at that point did not teach students to think out of the box. Mm. And that was when I was leaving in 2013. Mm-hmm. And so there was going to be an emphasis in the new setup that was coming to focus on thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. And so that is where the new educational system was going. Okay. All right. I could do a check now and figure out what they are trying to do with that. But we need to be a bit more agile with what we do at the public school sector in secondary schools. Mm -hmm. For me, that is the most important thing. Once we're able to do that, we'll be able to be globally competitive. We'll be able to Look, I, I, I just feel we need to. Some of the things are quite obvious. Mm. The way we think about challenges as okay, naturally, these kids are at an age where they are troublesome. But that for me, worries me in the sense that everything is negative in mm-hmm. that light. So all the policies are meant to quash the negativity. Exactly. So no they only see, this, they only see problems. Yes. Every basically, the assumption is between the ages of fourteen and seventeen, you are a rebellious child who needs to come for. It's like you're entering prison. So instead of going to an educational process, you are going to a reformation process, <laughs> which is a problem. Mm. You are supposed to be going through an educational process, but rather you are sent into a period of reformation. But the question is, <coughs> what see, I keep coming back to, what do the people we are competing with have that we don't have? If you think about it very closely. It's the agility. Look, it's the mental agility. Okay. You think so? I think, yeah. What is mental agility? Koku can explain. Well, <laughs> well, actually, what I want, what I, what I want Mental to say is that, look, to be fair, okay, let's let's look at our system for a second and the new educational reforms, the new curriculum. We spoke about uh, um, curriculum being assessed every few years, etc. So, what are we trying to do? Here's a complete overview of the new GS educational reforms and the new standard-based curriculum and its implementation. So, the reforms came about. There were workshops held. 2019, 2020 as well. Um, The nationwide implementation of the new GES curriculum started with training about 150 master trainers nationwide on the new curriculum. They in turn trained about 3,900 district and regional trainers who have also trained about 152,000 KGM primary school teachers at this level. So obviously it's a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. As part of the process, the training process will be followed by community engagement, supply of curriculum documents to schools, supply of books and relevant teaching and learning materials monitoring and evaluation by supervisors the um the five there was a workshop again like like i said 2019 they had um uh for the standard-based curriculum to come into play in 2020 um it goes into detail about what was taught with the to the trainers and the teachers Mm. and some of the things that are going to be new in the uh, in the implementation of the curriculum okay so class or basic one two three and jhs one and three won't write end of term exams um, basic school starts from KG to SHS. 
um, proposed will be no BECE. Instead, WASI will be the only major exam at the basic level, although there'll be a national standards assessment test. I mean, you know, some people have been clamoring for this, that mm-hmm. BECE, you know, shouldn't exist. Essentially, people should be able to move straight through secondary. Um, the national standards assessment test would replace the mm-hmm. national education <coughs> assessment. French will be introduced from basic four. Okay. There'll be a compulsory extracurricular activities and clubs, kindergarten. What is the purpose of all of this that it's you are reading? To reform, again, educational reform for us to compete better globally. What I want to push so, you, what I want to push you guys to do for me is to tell yeah. me what are the top three or five attributes the educational system wants to produce. I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. So, um, ra- 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 Zachariah, the guy who does the show in CNN, very good. He interviewed mm-hmm. Lee Kuan Yew, and they were discussing education. Mm-hmm. And his basic argument was that, so in the West, you people don't. Uh, in in the, the the presumption is that in the eastern countries like China, Japan, and Co, there's root learning, and there's deference to authority, yeah. right? So there is no challenging of the lecturer, mm. right? There's root learning. There's the, the the mindset of education is very rigorous, and you will struggle, as compared to U.S., where the stereotype was liberal thinking. Mm. Students are able to question, and they are more innovative. Then Lee Kuan Yew's response to Fari Zakaria is that, but for the past 40 years, can you say that U.S. has been more innovative than, than Japan? Yes, Honda and co. had to learn from what you guys did with GM, but aren't you doing better than you? So his argument was that it's not about the liberal environment as the only route to innovation and creativity. His argument was that the discipline that they also give, the fact that they defer to authority. That's the same thing that the children cannot think. Do you understand? And this was Lee Kuan Yew's response to Farid, that if you look at what we've done in the past 40 years in the Southeast Asian Tigers, would you say that our culture... Then he says they have a, a culture, the rice paddy, the culture of hard work, waking up at 4 a.m. and the grind. And he says that he thinks that arguably that is also an important process for becoming creative, not just the liberal mindset that Farid was trying to present that Western liberal societies, the Scandinavian countries, and all these countries because of the, their liberal approach to, to education. So, you get me? So, first point that there may be different routes to producing innovative people. Mm-hmm. But, I, but then he made a point. He says the honesty. Mm-hmm. See, in that interview, he said he thinks that the most important factor is the integrity. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And he thinks that that is what has led the, the uh, Asian tigers to emerge. So, if we limit this argument to just Critical thinking, problem solving, all these things. It's all well and good, though. But what is what we need, imagine how can we compete with the rest of the world? It's not just because we are smart people here. But yeah. you see, it's not the smartness, though. But if we were to do a metric check mm-hmm. of the most globally competitive high school students in the world, mm-hmm. Singapore has almost a quarter of them. Good. And why? What was, and that's what I'm saying. That, and Luke, I use arguments that it's not just the liberal environment. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a structured system mm-hmm. based on values. Mm-hmm. That's what he would say. If you read the interview, I can pull it out for yes. you. That's, that's one argument. Then the other issue is when you go to World Economic Forum, they have the top 10 skills in 2020. Mm-hmm. This, this is what the World Economic Forum said. People who will be employed in the world or who will change the world, right. the top 10 things they need. Yeah. This is not Bernard. World Economic Forum, and they list it in 10. Okay. Number one, complex problem solving. I don't know what that means, but we'll come to it. Number two, they call it critical thinking. Critical thinking. <coughs> mm. Number three, creativity. Mm-hmm. Number four, people management. Mm. 
Mm. Number five, coordinating with others. Mm. Number six, emotional intelligence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number seven, judgment and decision making. Mm. Number eight, service orientation. Mm. <laughs> Number nine, negotiation. Mm-hmm. Number ten even kills me. Cognitive flexibility. Most of these <laughs> things are in our secondary schools. Mm. It's just that they haven't been formed. Let's go through the list again. Oh. Think about a typical person who goes to Akaka, this student. He lives yeah. at Mamprobi and he's going to Akaka. He's studying business. Mm-hmm. Second year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Complex problem solving. Mm-hmm. Critical thinking. Is there. Creativity. Is there. People management. Is there. Coordination with others. Is there. Take your time. Emotional intelligence. Is there. Judgment and decision making. Is there. I'm coming. Service orientation negotiation. Now, I'm coming. Compare this. 10 things to when you apply to Legon and they want to employ, they want to take you. Do they look for these things? Where is your RC result? Meaning, <laughs> oh, you got, uh, I get nine. It's not oh, then it's good. Let him come. Now, the person going to assess it writes an essay uh-huh. and they say, okay, we want to see what did, what, what does this person do? When I was in assess I formed a company with my friends. We did um, Inactus and we created a, a business. Uh, I tried to launch a CD, I tried to do my own music. They say, oh, okay. So it's not just the fact that you got six ones. So, so the presenters and the Akaka boys, we all get six ones mm-hmm. and we go. But then the person who went to TIS or AIS, ah, service orientation, he volunteered to do something. Now, when we were in Presec, we had this is a champion. So we're doing quiz writers and debaters club. We used to go and do debates and things. Ah, the, the, what's happening is that the schools don't have the space. The students are too many. The teachers don't have the time. Fridays, we had a lot of things we were teaching, drama club and things. That mm. added to, as yesterday the guy I read left, most of what I'm doing today, I learned in secondary school, public speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, can we say that if you take a child to a typical Akraka today, mm-hmm. do the teachers have time? Does the school focus on these things? Now, we're having other robotics and coding and things. So mm-hmm. We're just talking about soft skills yeah. that people need. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, go, when you take a typical, somebody went to Akraka, lives at uh, Mamprobi, is informed to doing general art. Mm-hmm. Would they are training consciously uh-huh. consciously inculcate this into their life that when you come out of a crack after three years you must have cognitive flexibility that even suggests you must be able to move between science and arts seamlessly must have negotiation skills that's the question we should be answering that's the question we should be answering will, will your training at a crack give you judgment and decision making as one, because that's what the world is now. If somebody goes to the school that this guy runs in South, uh, uh, Mauritius, what's the other school? There's a school Africa, ALU. ALU. Charlie, yes, the children. Some students. Some some girl became that she was doing some project. She wanted to interview me because her assignment in ALU. Ah, what are you talking about? Secondary school matter. One lady invited me to some place at Bowie to come and teach because she was doing a project, and the project was to work in a. Um, in a deprived school on some teaching model okay and this is like six years ago and she got me to drive a car to go and teach some students and some citing about because that's part of her homework something so ah, what's your problem <laughs> what's the <a> problem <laughs> yeah so guys these are the things that the world is looking for the question is when you take a typical odogono product or mm. ebenesco padua yeah they put up a new signboard card think about it we'll take a break Let's bring you your money. When we come back from your money, we would also take your calls on this subject of how, what, what are the top skills we need to inculcate in our SS products and does 
our current public education system do that? This is all feeding up from the Rasta issue. <laughs> now, why wait for one bad event before you take the right decision of ensuring that the things that are of value to you are working? Well, with one bank, Car Bank, you can ensure while your bank and while you bank and conveniently protect your properties against future financial losses. Simply sign on to our Car Bank Motor Homeowners and SME Insurance Policies underwritten by Saham Insurance. Stay one step ahead. Take that one right decision today and ensure why you bank. Call us on 0800-500-500 or chat with us on our website, carbank.net. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Carbank forward together. Okay, what's the tip for the morning? All right. Rich people stay rich by living like they're broke. Broke people stay broke by living like they're rich. It's a really? little quote, but yeah. It's all about living within your means, isn't it? If you're rich... You stay rich by living like you're broke, by being frugal at times, mm-hmm. by saving your money, by being very selective in what you spend your money on. But if you're a broke person, you stay broke by living as if you've got enough money to burn. Mm. So a word rich to people stay rich by living like they're broke, and broke people stay broke by living like they're rich. Wow. Yeah. Right. That was your money's first tip. Let's go to yes. the... the the historical part. Okay, so we talked about Ghana Commercial Bank yesterday, which yes. is now known as GCB. Mm-hmm. And we know that the government of Ghana owes, owns a 21.4% stake in GCB. Okay. okay. Which entity owns a 50.5% stake in GCB? Is this NIT? Correct. Yeah. It's indeed a SNIT. So that is where your SNIT contribution money, a lot of it is going. Okay. Commercial bank, GCB, actually. That's it. Fantastic. You learn something every day. That was your money. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's a new day. All it takes is one bad event to affect the things that are of value to you. That home you've built, the business that was bred from years of your hard work, or even that dream car that you finally call your own. But with one bank, you can conveniently protect your properties against future financial losses. So be rest assured knowing your properties are protected on the Cowbank Motor, homeowners, and SME insurance policies. Always stay one step ahead with Cowbank. For more information, call us toll-free on 0800-500-500. You can also visit any of our branches or agents near you to sign up. Take that one right decision today and ensure why you bank. Underwritten by Saham Insurance, a member of the Salam Group. Cowbank, forward together. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. All right, so let's talk about education. 0302 
0302224959. I know I've asked a lot of questions, but I think yesterday the question I asked was what, whether you send your word to one of any of the public schools or to a private school if you could afford it. Then the second issue is what the most important thing or things secondary school must give our kids. Somebody is pointing out to me that I must also distinguish between privileged Accra schools and village schools yes. because it's not the same conversation. So True. even with this conversation, if you went to say Accra, Accra, or Infantipim, even in this current state, and you compare it to the one you are mentioning, yeah, or some other schools which don't have the same resources, mm. it may even be better in an Accra. That is what the person is also arguing. So, question is, where is our secondary education? Are we competitive or are we left behind? Have we been left behind? Don't forget, the Minister of Education was saying today in the news that he doesn't understand why Manfi girls who can code will not have a recognition for their, being, their coding. So basically, they just get a certificate that they passed science, yet they can code. So he feels that the educational system must now find a way of making things like coding examinable. So you teach it and examine it. Mm-hmm. So he has. The, he seems to have the right idea. Yeah, you know, for for I I think people should go. The reason why I get hopeful when it comes to Yaweduchim is when I interviewed him face to face last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most exhaustive conversations on educational policy we've had. People mm-hmm. should go on our YouTube channel and listen to that interview. And listen, it's an it's a one hour conversation, and basically you know where he sees mm-hmm. our educational setup. He, you know, Koku spoke about. The abolition of the BEC and whatnot. Yeah, he's a he's a great fan of mm. abolition. BEC. So you he, you think that his ideas on education fit into where the into, modern into, exactly? But the problem is, will the politics and bureaucracy allow? allow, him. allow will they allow him? Mm. So what are the wh- where do you want to send your child if you had a chance? How much do you pay for school fees? If you want to share with us and all of those things. Second question: What what are the top three most important things secondary school must give a person? And does our current public secondary school system deliver that? I think that's the question. What are the most important things secondary school must give a child? Ask Okwe and the family are thinking of whether to send their child to go to O-level, GCSE, or WASI SSS system. That's the question. GSS system. 0302 226171. 0302. I'll come to you. 224959. 0302 230075. Kofi from Tema is on the line. Good morning. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Morning. Your entire and uh, kudos for the good job you guys are always doing for God and County. Um, so, first of all, I think there, there are a lot of factors that we need to consider, but primarily, I fully agree with you, integrity is key. Integrity and the value is key, because when all is said and done, and you engage the person, and he's very smart on point, but lacks integrity, trust me, it's going to bring a lot of chaos wherever he finds himself. So in the secondary schools and the various level of special education, I think that we should inculcate that habit or that skill, if I should call it. And then in subsequent times, all the other models would also come to play here. And again, let me also emphasize that we should equally have a very fair balance between the high-end schools and then the, le- the deprived community you know, because it's also very, very important. Trust me, the, the various um, equipment or tools that these high-end schools will get, it's not the same as what the deprived schools will also get. So we should be able to marry the two effectively. And then integrity for me. Thank you very much, Bernard. Thank you, Kofi.
Nathan, please read some comments for us. If you want to reach us, call 0302-224-959-230075. We're discussing education, secondary education. What's the most important thing we need in a secondary education? And does our public school system deliver that? That's what we're discussing. Let's read a few quick comments. Yes, Ken from DC says, It makes sense that in fields where there's less thinking out of the box, like medical school, oh. and more of absorbing scientific facts, oh. our public schools can work. But even medicine is being taught differently in the West because information is readily available now. So there's no need for the hardcore chew and pour. All right. Uh, the other message says, I attended one of the prestigious schools in Cape Coast whose badge I still wear with pride. But I sent my kids to an ICGSE school in Tema mm. because, the, because of the problem-solving nature of the education. The class size, there's not more than 20. And the education there is not about exams, but it's more holistic, critical, critical thinking, volunteerism, public speaking, etc. All right. Let me I disagree with Philo totally. If we talk about opportunities, like Godfrey said yesterday, I agree. But she shouldn't bring academics at all. We attend the uni with these same people from the international school. In my six years in medical school, whether the class above or below me, nobody from an international school has ever been the best graduating student. Okay, that's wow. a question formula. Let's take a few calls whilst we come back to this. Uh, Alex is calling from Hacho. Nanaya is calling from Kofredia. Alex, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Bernard. Uh, good morning to you and your team. I hope you're all doing well. Yes. Yeah, Bernard, I think uh, my view is I hear our arguments around education in this country and the need for improvement, but I think we should take it easy particularly listen to Philo's delivery yesterday. First and foremost, I think we need to find out what the benchmark for a successful education system is and find out if that is what it's producing. Is our education system producing people that can serve us in this country and serve in, on international platforms? To me, we did so some years ago, and we are still doing so today. When we look at, or when we listen to people like your good self, Bernard, Nathan, and others on other radio stations, when we look in other professions, lawyers, and what have you in this country, we feel those who had education through the public school system are rubbing shoulders with those who have had education in the so-called international schools. At times, we go as far as seeking to compare oranges with apples. So we look at the standards in the international schools, which are standards based on educational systems in other countries that are developed to deal with issues pertaining to systems in those countries. We do not look at the issues in our country and how we are developing people to deal with, uh, to deal with the issues here. But basically, we go back to where I started. And All right. ask ourselves, when we take the boxes, mm. are our people able to compete out there? The, 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 the evidence is out there to indicate that the people we are producing are competing equally out there. So, All right. Thank, thank you. Time, thank you. Let me take uh, Nanaya from Kofredia. Good morning. Please turn down the volume on the radio. We are getting, a, we are getting feedback. Thank you, Mr. Nanaya. All right. Yeah. Bernard, thank you. Good morning. Morning. I would I would like to say that look, our secondary school system is not the way it used to be as we you know those days. We have deliberately created category A, category B and category
they don't resource them. I mean, these same people are supposed to write what? And, you know, two poor parts. And forget, we have to set up a foundation. Politicians must divorce themselves from education. And let's, you know, technocrats deal with education. It's too sad. It's too sad. All right. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Emmanuel from Airport. Good morning. Hello, Bernard. Good morning. Morning. Okay. So. Um, I want to contribute to your program. Yes, yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so better I taught in one of the senior high schools for management service for one year. And uh, one thing I can say is that our senior high schools are structured in a way to teach the students to pass exams and then proceed. Whilst in most of the private schools, the students are managed not best thought, but then are managed to become better people in life. Now, let me give you one example. So I had one student in my class who was always very quiet and would not answer questions. Traditionally, I was supposed to punish the student because he wasn't answering my questions. But then I just invited him to my bungalow one time and asked him what was his problem. His first answer was, I wanted to quit school. Now, he had a lot of domestic and family issues, talk with your financial. Now, my management of the kid who I took as my personal son has made him complete GPS now, and now he's working. Now, that's the difference between the two, I think. Thank you very much for your thoughts. Let's go to Samuel. Their phone line is 0302-224959, and also 0302-226171. Samuel, good morning. Good morning, Bernard. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. God and good morning to the listeners as well. Uh, Bernard, I really agree with your your doctor friend. Um, education in this country uh, is it's it's in a way that you have to depend on your family to get the difference. Our secondary schools, our traditional secondary schools, even the private schools, don't give you the difference. It actually comes from your home. Now, let's take, for example, the medical schools. These are made up of a group of probably physicians who uh, knew a certain way of healing people, so they decided to come together and form a medical school, same with architects and accountants. So let's say if you have a society, a home, a group of homes, uh, teaching their kids a certain kind of way, lifestyle, you, you end up uh, building, inculcating it into our formal schools. Not the not the other way around. Thinking that your formal schools can shape your society, it, it becomes it makes it difficult. So expecting so much or thinking that there's a difference between the public schools and the private schools, it, it's not really there. There's too much of a difference. I can tell you for a fact that I work with uh, people who went to private schools, and I sometimes think, why are you paying so much? If, if you are going to be uh, taught like a, a robot, the, 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 there's no difference. And so I, I'm th- I think that it, it starts from the home, just like your doctor friend said. And so the, so the, the home is critical, but then the school then becomes complementary, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So that you have, just, just compare uh, the uh, products of cocoa. From the from the from the previous years, when far when we started complaining about child labour, and, and now 
They'll say, oh, cocoa farmers are taking their kids to, to the farm. Just compare the results now. Just compare it now. Cote d'Ivoire is producing more than us. What happened? We just decided to pull those people who would take up the, the job in the future, put them in a certain institution, and this is the results that we are having. Thank you for your call. Still on the phone, 0302 William from Tuba. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank God. Uh, Uncle Ben, I think our education, we have to sit up as a nation and draw a comprehensive program for our educational system. From time to time, when government change, curriculum, school structures, everything changes. And it's like we don't have a policy as a nation concerning our education. So I think it is time religious leaders, traditional leaders, opinion leaders, civil societies will come to a drawing table and then sit up with the government who is in charge of education. And then all of them will put their ideas together and have a clear cut point how to educate our children. Because a time will come Every year, we are going to change our curriculum and our system structures, which I think is not serving the nation. As we speak, children are in school. They don't have textbooks. They don't have any, uh, you know, uh, thing they are relying on. Teachers are teaching anything they find out there. So please, I'll plead with the leaders to come up and then sit up and let's have a policy for education. I think it's better for us than we're the same way we are going every year. Thank you. Don't forget, we're talking about our public educational institutions, what must be done to improve them, to make them competitive. What's the most important thing? A secondary school must teach a person and are our schools fit for purpose? I noticed a lot of people who are calling have gone through this same system. All right, but we do know that the system has changed. The, the, the holy child you went to in, 80, in the 80s and 90s, not the same as the holy child, possibly of the 2010s, after free SHS and CSSPS, right? So it probably was a self-selecting group in the 90s. Probably quality may have come down. I don't know. Let's talk to Eric from Medina. Let's talk to Weiss from Chebi. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Bernard. Um, good morning to your colleagues in the studio. I... I'm quite passionate about this subject, and I want to make some small submissions from my end. First of all, I've taught for close to 10 years at an international school, and then I moved on. Before then, I had attended, um, I, I think, Class B, secondary school in Ghana, and then proceeded to the University of Ghana, completed them through geography. So I ended up working at an international school, and my task was to set up the geography department. Then I looked at the curriculum, and I realized that for most of the things that we're taught in secondary school, probably it is not prepared well enough for the university, even to be able to teach in such international schools, even run the curriculum that is kept around. What I see is that you asked a question which was not answered. What are the attributes of the new GES learner for the new curriculum? And if you look at the attributes, they just correspond to the attributes of the Cambridge learner, which is more critical thinking, responsive, reflective, and being innovative in approach. And I think this is what we need for our kids. I will not take my child to secondary school I attended. 
because I see a vast difference in terms of the approach to thinking and the way things are done. And lastly, I want to say I totally disagree with the lecturer from the University of Ghana who was teaching, which is this medical student. And I think the medical school will need to review its approach in teaching because they take on students who have been trained in a certain way and they expect them to deliver. And this is what they call the rigor of teaching science. There's no rigor in teaching science or medical school. You are just supposed to present the subject in a very innovative way. That will make the students enjoy the program so they can survive the course. But not to say rigor and frustrate most students and tell them they cannot survive medical school. So for me, I will not take my kids probably to the education system we have now. Um, I would prefer a Cambridge program that gives them more opportunity wow. to explore different avenues of learning. And I will not even talk of the IB. Last week, I had a call from a student who said, I'm doing my uh, IB project and I would want to talk to you on migration in Ghana. And this is somebody who is just graduating from high school. And he wants to do a project on migration in Ghana. And at secondary school, I'd never thought about this. I did geography for so many years, I never went out for any short trip. But then, for me as a teacher, I had the task to take my students out of class at least twice every term to teach geography. And this is how people will connect. All right. But if we make so much emphasis on results and grades, mm. then we end up producing students. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. This is powerful points. Thank you, Eric, for sharing your story. Let's take Wise from Chibi. We also have patients from Medina. This is CTFM. We're discussing secondary education. It's eight minutes to nine. Wise, good morning. Good morning, Bernard. You're on air. Yes, sir. I'm a teacher, high school teacher. I've been in the system for quite some time now, and the anomalies in our system, the disparities. And I, I kind of be asking questions sometimes. We, the teachers, the, the politicians, and the less also uh, focus a little on the media. The politicians have had control, total control over our schools, and then they tell the schools how to run the system. You don't have the Minister of Education and then the Director General having different opinions. The Ministry of Education is always imposing things on the, uh, the, the education service, and then they will also force it down the truth of the headmasters of the school. Then they also force down the truth of the teachers to get to class and then you have to do what you have to do. Sometimes you have teachers who go to class and what we say is that let's go teach and leave the classroom. So even if we see students who are misbehaving or misconducting, because we know that even when we try to correct them, we are not going to have support from our, uh, our employers. We need them to do their own thing. We have students who use phones, and they have phones on their phones. We have students who even use phones in class, and they take pictures of teachers, and then they share on social media. And then you can't even go to talk about it. All right. Talk of integrity. If we are imparting integrity in our students, do we even have integrity? The teachers who are doing it, do we have any integrity? Wow. That's are a we serious able, Are we able to imbibe this culture into our students? So... You need someone who is morally sound to talk about morality. Wow. Thank you for your call. Let's take patience from Madina. Good morning. Good morning. You're on air. Yeah, what I would say is that our education has become like any other politicians that come to power touches it. And it's going against students. It's going against the students. If Ghana could do something that politicians will be out of education. It will help. Rollins came 
and then education was changed. Uh, Atamos came, it was changed. Now things are going this way too. Why is it that we are doing this to our children? And then their children go to the best. They go and then come back and come and rule again. So those who are on the ground, if your parents don't force for you, you are on the ground. Unless you yourself make sure that you do something about your life and then it, it can't go to you. So I would say that, look, if we want Ghana to be good, if you want education to go on, they should leave, polit politicians should be out of everything so that the school will go on. That's what we should do. Not that they come in and changing things, changing things, changing things. Every time Ghana is changing. And then we are not getting anywhere. Their children are going forward, going to abroad. They take them to the best schools. They come back and then they come and rule again. Look at the president we have today. Their parents were there. Now they are in ruling again. So what are you saying? Thank you, patient. Let me take two final calls. I have Mahama from Tema and then I'll end with Richard from Boga. Mahama, good morning. I lost Muhammad. Let's go to Richard in Boga. Good morning. Hello, Richard. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Am I online? Yes, you're on air. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, thank you so much for this uh, quite insightful program. For me, if you listen to me on you, and we chronicle where they started from and where they are now, Using education as a pillar. The country of Korea did ask themselves, what do they want of education? For me, as a youth and a Ghanaian citizen, the question I ask myself is, what is the philosophy behind the education policies, the content that we have constructed over the period of independence? Is it that you create people who are cognitively sharp, apply knowledge stock solutions within our environment Is, and outside? Okay. So it's a particular question we need to ask ourselves before we even know what to do, whether they're cognitive and all those things. All right. It's a particular question to ask What do you want of education of your country and our development? Thank, Thank you, you for your call. Let's uh, read a few quick comments on this subject and then we'll jump into the next segment. Yeah, Prosper Damenya of Kaswa, he says he'll take his child to Achimota because those days in Motown in the late 90s were awesome and he says uh, the standards are still same. Hmm. Abby, Ace Legon Hills, says my daughter will go to Accra Girls, that's her O-level school, and, and her son will go to Presec, that's her A-level school. Kofi EGU says, Bernard, I attended a public school and I now work for a multinational out of Ghana. I can tell you now that academics are just a fraction of what you need to succeed. Exposure and self-confidence are key. So if our public schools can't build this in our students, then we should forget it. Uh, this one is from Piles from Osu. says, Bernard, it's because public schools teach you babedie, chew and poor. No critical thinking. So they will do well in medical school. <laughs> This one says, in pharmacy school, I had mates from international schools. They were not even in the top 50 of the class. Okay, so those are some uh, mm. comments coming in. Let's also take a final comment from Kukui before we take a break on this one. Just in, in reference to what you said about what you think secondary schools are supposed to be or supposed to do, and then um, what you read about the skills that we need now and globally, the skills that employers are looking for, that the world needs. And I think... 
perhaps maybe we should think a bit about what our local solution is to a global to global expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you made, you made reference to Lee Kuan Yew. But for me, secondary school, I think, is supposed to build upon what we're supposed to get before you even start school. Okay, so fundamental learning begins when you're very, very young. By the time you get to secondary school, your personality has, you know, and your character traits are pretty much set. It's just, it's going to be influenced, surely. But I think we need to think more about what you learn at home, what you learn in your foundational years, primary school even. But to expect people to kind of learn some of these things from secondary school, yes, it's possible, but it starts earlier than that. So I think secondary school is meant to build upon integrity. Mm-hmm. You learn from home. How mm-hmm. do you teach your kids at home? Okay. You know, critical thinking skills. It starts from the, the, the time the child is a baby. So these things, I think, are, are supposed to be taught earlier. Secondary mm. school is supposed to build upon that. At the academic maybe could be also because secondary school is now just yeah. three years in our public sector, yeah. which is another so problem because in the old system, secondary school was seven years or at least five years. Well, if you add JHS, it's six. But JHS is two different places. You go no, to it's secondary. It's no, but if you, go to, if you go to secondary school, JHS at St. Peter's in Medina, and then you go to SHS at St. Peter's in Kwetia, there's no relationship between the two. So it's not the same. If you went to a Form 1 in 1983 from one school, in yeah. Pim School, and you came out after seven years, upper six, the school can say they put something in you. But if you do JSS here, three another three years there, I mean, what would three years at a school at, what will it do for you? So it's also, I don't know, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's never the same. It's not the same, but... Three years is not enough to inculcate anything at any present. The, but the inculcation sh- has to start a lot earlier. But it has to be consistent in a certain system. That's so if where saying, our so system comes into play. If you're going to a Presbyterian school, yeah. and you are there for seven years, they can hand you over back to your parents after seven years and say, we've given you this. But if you give me somebody who's gone through some other school for three years, some no, day school, two and, me, and, and then you give me two, in fact, some of my friends did two and a half years, two years, nine months. Adios, SSS. How can two years, nine months change anything? Why shouldn't it, though, if our system is, is holistically focusing on certain characteristics? Why shouldn't... Why which shouldn't is why people are opting, which people are opting for GCSE, people are opting for O-level, A-level, because you take somebody to a, a, a Cambridge school, yeah. the school has at least five years to deal with a person, mm-hmm. right? And they are able to, I think, Change them and reform them better. If not, is that the wrong word to use? Yes, wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> we need to look at the SSS. Maybe it's, maybe it's not good enough. I don't know. We'll take a break. That one. We have to end that. We'll come tomorrow. Look, look, listen, finally, look, we have to stop this business where they say if you feel physics, you can't go and do this. If you feel mass, you can't yeah. do this. Tell in 2021. Yes. Why, why should you feel physics? Ah, pass it. Some things don't change. We can't say because there's a modern world, it means that people shouldn't. Those things should. You have to pass physics. No, I don't know. You become a bad architect or a bad no, 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 engineer. Maybe the teaching. I mean, if if you feel physics, so you can't go to med school. We know people who go. Yeah, but why should you go to med school? If you, if you, if, uh, the core subjects. If you feel it, you can't go. If you feel, no, bad, but why you should you feel I, I, okay. What I disagree is like this: if you feel general paper, you can't go to medical school. That doesn't. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Is it no question looking at you? I won't even do that. We take a break. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. 
Ensi bebre ni o ene ya kosu di kiso presi ni o ma wo meni mu ne wo gusu bogana fwa basu wa kwamia seni nemo ye nama befu nimjesu ene kibrelanta bremo ene yedasu kwa yentete fuma semu ni muse pinti ki eni jia e fritete dachia eni daho yupo kiso amansa ibuafo FD a juve sege dienkra tuwe mwa jia tumuse ye This time it is Malcolm Easter sale promo. Surprise your family, friends, and loved ones during this season of Malcolm Easter sale promo. Enjoy up to 50% discount on thousands of items at any Malcolm shop nationwide. Promo starts from the 22nd of March 2021 to the 11th of April 2021. But remember, terms and conditions apply. Malcolm, where Ghana shops. Yes, I can know, because I drink it, I know, nutritious, I know, my yummy, I know, for strong kids who love to in a shop near you and plain powder flavored powders and UHT enjoy your Dano milk and be strong this advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA one expert huge wins from high odds and all the way with the fastest payout take more of our winning advantages from your deserving bets on all sports visit our website onexbet.com.g use promo code 1xradio and get up to 200% bonus on your first deposit 1xbet bet for everything gambling can be addictive bet responsibly not for person under 18 years this advertisement has been vetted and approved by the gaming commission since inception, almost 100% of Asheti University students have found jobs, started businesses, or gone on to graduate school within six months of graduation. From Accra to Nairobi, London to New York, Asheti graduates are noted, and they are leading successful careers. If you dream of a rewarding life and career, an Asheti education prepares you for just that. Learn more about applying to Ashesi at www.ashesi.edu.gh. Remember, admission is ongoing. Maudada no pedian bianyed di pa and the fell woman knock and a kukumwa and mamilumuda shima. From Nestle. Evia Shisha Dinka Twimu Ajatmuse a ye. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city973. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Power, 
clear it's six minutes past nine. Let's bring you some quick announcements before we do our next interview. All right, the Provident giveaway season is here again. Mm-hmm. So ensure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy till tomorrow, the 31st of March, and you get free gifts like fuel coupons and several other Provident branded souvenirs. Terms and conditions do apply. But remember, with Provident, man, you are covered. Introducing Eden Heights, a luxury gated residential development located at the heart of Accra West behind the West Hills Mall. It's Accra's best-kept secret and master-planned community of modern-style apartments and penthouses bearing the superior seal of grade A finishing. Eden Heights promises convenience, security, and comfort. For an all-inclusive and self-contained living experience, Eden Heights is your best choice. We guarantee you a wide variety of social and recreational conveniences right at your doorstep. This includes open green spaces, soccer pitches, swimming pools, tennis courts, fitness center, playing grounds, and more. Reserve your apartment on our limited promotional offer with just 25,000 CDs or call 0501-531-444. Eden Heights, welcome home. And did you know that if you have a first degree in science and information technology, you can have better career options available? One company that recognizes the importance of technology is IPMC. We bring you the best in the industry, BSc in Computer Science program. You can study for a few years in Ghana and abroad in the UK, US and Canada with a wide choice of career options available. Call IPMC on 0555-552-222 and find out more about the BSc in Computer Science program. Later today, Star Ghana Foundation will be holding a stakeholder dialogue on active citizenship. It's on the theme, Active Citizenship for Transformational Change, Issues, Challenges, and Entry Points. Live on Zoom, Star Ghana Foundation's Facebook page, YouTube, and also live on City TV. I have on the line the Executive Director of the Foundation, Alajami Dutanko, to tell us a bit more about this event and why it's an important conversation to be part of. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Bernard. Pleasure to be with you. So... Star Ghana is now a foundation. So what does that mean? What do you guys do now? Because I know you used to be simply Star Ghana, but now you have foundation next to your name. What does that imply? Okay, well, we're Star Ghana. We're actually Star Ghana program, which was actually um, a mechanism set up by a number of um, donors to manage their funds, use that to support, you know, governance and uh, development programs in Ghana. The donor funding ended last year and instead of allowing the mechanism to wither so to speak we decided to transform it into a Ghanaian organization that would be able to seek support and use that to support citizens efforts towards you know promoting sustainable and inclusive development so we're no longer a donor program we are now a Ghanaian organization um, and working as um, and national CSC. Okay. Now, I understand ahead of the annual general meeting, you have this forum on, stake, uh, on active citizenship. Why are you talking about active citizenship at this time? Well, active citizenship has always been a part of our development processes and strategies in Ghana. If you go back even to the days of the struggle for independence, it was the efforts of ordinary citizens across the length and breadth of the country that actually brought pressure to bear, you know, and to spare the efforts towards their independence. If you look at the efforts, uh, the struggle for democratic governance um, in 1979 going onwards, it was the efforts of students, um, professionals, um, workers, that actually put pressure and led us into um, government. So every significant milestone in our country 
have actually been spurred on by the active efforts of citizens. And we think that as we confront the challenges of the present day, as we look at the issues around, you know, the partisanship that does not enable, you know, collective actions around the key issues of development, and that's one of which we are talking about in terms of education, if we look at how we need to sustain development in this country, make it inclusive, um, then there's no other strategy than to look at how we can support citizens, encourage them to be more active in the uh, development processes, whether at their community levels, at the district, or the national level. There's no substitute for citizens' participation in development. I see. So what are you discussing today, and what are you trying to achieve with the discussion? Well, we are trying to provoke a conversation, national conversation, and hopefully action on the issue of national uh, active citizenship. So we have commissioned, you know, um, a research into active citizenship, what it is, what has been uh, is achieved in the past, what are the challenges, but also how to move forward. So that will be presented by Professor Gafaru of um, the University of Ghana Business School. And then we have a number of discussants who will be looking at the issue from different angles. So we have Professor Jima Budi, who will take a more a national strategic you know, overview of uh, the issue of active citizenship in Ghanaian national development and what to do, drawing on, of course, is very rich experiences. Then we have uh, Hajia Bashirat Kamal Muslim, who works with the Trade Union Congress, and we'll be looking at active citizenship for workers' rights. Uh, Hajia uh, Lamnatu Adams works with an organization that supports um, and advocates around the issues of the alleged witches. And she will be looking at active citizenship for gender rights, you know. And then um, Suleiman Abrahama with Media Foundation for West Africa will be looking at active citizenship using the online platforms and uh, I mean, or active citizenship in the internet uh, uh, age. So we have these four people who would um, be uh, discussing the issue, but there will be enough time for listeners to call in, um, share their views, ask questions, so that we're able to provoke this discussion, we're able to see what are the ways forward that we can all support and make every single citizen an active participant in uh, national development. So the, the public can participate? How, how does the public participate? Is it by Zoom or how do they... It's by Zoom, and the, um, the details are shared on our um, Star Ghana Foundation page. But also, people can join via Facebook. They can watch um, via the uh, City TV and um, on the uh, uh, Facebook and the um, uh, Twitter uh, handle. Fantastic. Thank you very much, sir, for talking to us. That was the Chief Executive of the Star Ghana Foundation, Amidu Tanko. So this program will be live on City TV, and I'll be moderating it with the likes of Professor Jemab Wedi, Suleiman Brahma, Bashira to Muslim, and Lamna to Suleiman. We are discussing active citizenship for transformational change. Being an active citizen. As you remember, the president said in 2017 that he wants us to be citizens and not spectators. So we'll try and look at whether in the past four and a half years, We've been citizening or spectating. And how do you become an effective citizen? What is an effective citizen somebody who goes on social media to rant 
or someone who organizes people to go and paint a school that's in trouble or do a blood donation exercise or go and demonstrate against fuel prices. Who, who is an active citizen? We'll try and find that. It's a very important question to answer. And you can ask yourself whether you are an active citizen. Later in the morning, we're going back to Heritage Month. So, so many things we do on this show just to give you a rounded sense of life. Don't forget, one of the things you want to develop is cognitive flexibility, right? <laughs> now, we're meaning to get into the uh, auditor general support, but I don't think I have enough time to do that today. But later on, I was speaking to Professor Philip Lai on the evolution and importance of the GA language. Don't forget that a few months ago, there was a whole discussion about lack of GA teachers. And did you know that the GA language was one of the first of our languages to actually be written? Yes, it was one of the first. In fact, the GA Bible is the oldest indigenous Bible. Yes. So that the language has been written by text much earlier than the other languages. Apparently, we'll find that out in this interview. And that segment is brought to us by Key Soap. Nothing brings a smile to our faces like remembering the good old days. But what's even better is when that smile lasts for generations. For years, Key Soap has taken care of the nation's laundry needs and rewarded Ghanaians every step of the way. We've innovated to stay ahead of the game with Key Brilliant, but stay true to who we are with our long-lasting traditional bar. Key is a tradition of smiles, a future that's bright. Happy Independence Month. Key soap still amansambuafu. Money, they say, rules the world. So do the people who manage it. Walk into a world of limitless career opportunities in accounting and finance with the ACCA, the world's largest body of accounting and finance professionals. Regardless of your prior qualification or grade, you can become one of the most sought-after ACCA chartered accountants. Recognized locally and all over the world, you can also sign up for our ACCA certificates and diploma qualifications or even the undergrad and master's degrees with Oxford Brookes University and the University of London through ACCA. You can also connect with our network of employers for accounting and finance related jobs and internship opportunities across the world. If you're ready, sign up before 31st March, that's before tomorrow, for a whopping 60% discount. You may also text ACCA to 1945 and you'll be called back. Alternatively, you can call or WhatsApp 050-425-0110. ACCA, think ahead. And Johannesburg is the other city that doesn't sleep, the heartbeat of South Africa. Built by dreams and ambition, this city will invite you to experience its rich history. But Joburg is not only history, it's also Hammer Piano, the richest square mile in Africa. It's the bustling of the taxis taking you to and from Soweto for a cheese nyama. The city will make you wake up, shop, dance, and do it all over again. You can revel in this high life with five nights from as little as 8,200 CDs, including flights, transfers, and meals. Make Joburg your personal playground and feel the energy of the dream chasers. For more information, this Easter, visit s or SouthAfrica.net. South Africa, come journey with us. Let me read a few of your comments you've sent to my personal phone. Bernard, the standards in the public schools have deteriorated because of the class sizes and funding. A grammar school style should be adopted, i.e. some grade A schools should be taken out of the free SHS system and allowed to select pupils based on academic achievement, whereas the others go through the computer placement system. A combination of some old boys and churches will be willing to fund such grade A schools to maintain the standards. For instance, 
Ofsted, Office for Standards in Education, inspect and regulate the curriculum used by children in the UK. Mind you, they don't come to Ghana to do the same. So the question is, who is inspecting and regulating the international schools in Ghana offering the British curriculum? That's a very interesting question. Good morning, Bernard and team. Following the discussion on what our secondary school should give to our SHS graduates after leaving school, you should also ask, what do the outside schools have that our schools don't have? Below are the main things that our schools are lacking, which impacts on our students. One, learning infrastructure. Complete science labs with modern facilities to train both the mind and the eyes of our students. Two, role-play incubation infrastructure in our schools for students in the general arts and business subjects. The above are two key things that are lacking in our schools, public schools, which impacts on our students. This is Alex Kunedu from the Wesley Grammar O Students Association. Another thing we don't have is aggressive computer and IT platforms in our public facilities. More comments. Um, lots of comments. Ah, it says... Um, I think some of these comments are just meant for me because the way they are written, I'm, I'm not even sure <laughs> I'm going to read them. <laughs> they are very, very long. So, yeah, because some of the points you are making, people are commenting. But I don't think coding, for example, needs to be examinable. It rather needs to count towards the application of science, like a point scheme. Not everything needs to be examined. This is from, yeah. this is from Eugenia. Um, lots of comments. Hello, Bernard. To contribute to the discussion on whether to do public or private school, if you can afford it, I just have one comment. Take note that the public schools have been attending the World Robotics Com- Championships with these abroad schools and have been winning. I can mention Prempe and Manfi Girls, who recently won it. The public schools produce products who are also creative. Give the public schools these resources the private schools have, and they will perform. Uh, that's so a good who's one. supposed to give them the resources? The government. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, not just the government. You know, um, we, we, we have to also understand that some things like old boys and girls, the churches that founded the schools, have a role to play in equipping the schools, as they are doing, mm-hmm. so that some of the things that are lacking are provided by these, these bodies mm-hmm. to support the schools. The pl- and, and we all talk about the Manfi girl. So maybe we need to find out what it is that is happening there. There's a yeah, teacher, there's a teacher there. Ah. See, I'll give you a typical yeah. example. Look, when the boys in Obuasi Sektek developed uh, during the COVID yes, thing, their hand they developed thing. some unique thing that we were, everybody was talking about. What did you do for those boys? Those boys. The ones in Obuasi Sektek. All we did was give them a mention we in the presidential state. No, we give them a shout out. We give them a shout out. <laughs> okay, one, one of the things an educational system needs to also do is to help you to touch base with who you are and where you're coming from. So when we come back, Heritage on a series, I was speaking to Reverend Professor Philip Lai on yeah. a very interesting subject. The, Solid, man. the evolution of the Ghana language. Solid. Some interesting ideas in there. There's a guy who wrote the Ifimamu book yeah. I use in my editorial. Heritage series is brought to you by Kisop Amansan Bafo. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Mommy! There is no love like a mother's love. 
No one can protect them like you do. And now more than ever, it is important to protect our kids from anything that can make them sick. That is why Nido is fortified with iron and vitamin C and D to help support the immune system. So choose good nutrition. Choose Nido. Nido, your love, their future. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hey, I say, mix the cement in correct proportional. Ah. Hey, contractor. Hey, what can you? What's your soul? Yeah, Malande. Sorry, I said. What you attend the year of return, Ankasa? Hey, contractor, a dinner wasting ye. Hey, one bridge woman may feel it too much. Who project here? My friend a gas them from top to down. If you are a gas them, hey, yes, solid pa. Hey, you see gas them, man. If a super, you know what do? On your quality, no question. Hey, you see gas them, cement, and your food, your woman. One package, you know. no, wahala. If you grow over 5,000 in your share, no more schools, no more clinics, on your donation. Never compromise on quality. Choose the value. Gasm offers you always. In these uncertain times, stay safe and follow all the COVID-19 safety protocols. Gasm, the nation builder. Get busy with it. Get busy with it. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. CBG Mobile, USSD, Young Co. Star 924 hash. Punk code the go. Smartphone no. Young phone no. Ever fast. Fire money transfer. The tier water bill. The tier light bill. Pass of credit. Star 924 hash. You deserve it. Let's go. Get busy with it. Get busy with it. CBG is empowering you to get DG with CBG Mobile. Simply dial star 924 hash and get DG with it. CBG, we stand with you. Mothers of Africa. Mommy, my day ain't a whole day. Ah, and what's a wofagisha semina subang? Jina hopinti na kowenim. Mempaba, kosa se onsa beka weni daswa bieni na. Matumame, mejina pinti akomenim na machapa se geisha semina. He was standing there with only a few seconds left. Then the bomb would go. Kaboom! He didn't know which wire to cut. His hands were all sweating and shaking. The knife was even slipping from his hand. The time was going. Three, two, one. Get the best companion for your HD TV with HD Plus. Visit the nearest dealer for your HD Plus decoder and subscribe via Star879 hash to enjoy the feely feely experience now. Misika and Sukatia Roba. And also, I am so Now, so empowerment. I'm a chatty. 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 I'm I'm a chatty. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another episode of our on-air series on the Heritage Month. And we are, as you know, this season discussing the Ga people, the Ga identity, Ga culture, and of course the Ga language. 
My name is Bernard Avila, and we are very happy to have a man of many parts to help us plow through this very exciting conversation about who a gun is, how they've evolved, and the issue of the gun identity. And we're going to use the root of language. My guest is Reverend Professor Philip Lai, is a minister of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, an associate professor of African theology at the Acrofic Cristella Institute of Theology. And he has written a number of books, some of which include the Ifrim Amu series, which I call the Ifrim Amu series that he did. And of course, he's done stuff on the reinterpretation of history and religion of the Ga from the standpoint of Jesus as Lord. Reverend Prof, great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Bernard. <laughs> I always wonder what you are. Are you a priest? Are you a historian? Are you an ethnographer? Are you an anthropologist? How do you describe you? Because you seem to be doing all kinds of things. <laughs> I think I, I go where the catch is. Okay. Um, uh, there are so many things that fascinate me. So I move wherever the light is. And um, so it looks as if I have, I have so many parts. Mm. And um, I really enjoy doing all that. But you, 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 you do priestly work as well. And you oh, teach yes, in yes. the university. Yes, I do. Supervise research. Yes, I do. And then pursue your own historical interests. Yes, pursue my interests as well. So are you a Ghana yourself? Yes, I'm Ghana. I, see. Where I, are you I from? come from Teshi. Oh, I see. But my roots actually go to Nungwa. So we actually come from Nungwa, but we migrated to Teshi and showed the Teshi people where their land actually where they I, I hear that a lot. Where Ghana say to me, <laughs> we are. And somehow I get the sense that Nungwa is a very interesting place in mm. the Ghana. Very Aboriginal. Yes, I, I get that. So somebody said to me that a lot of things we hear in Accra, the original mm. place is Nungwa. Mm. Is, that, is that correct? Very original. Mm. Nungwa and uh, Gamashi. Gamashi. Uh, the, the first settlers, if you like. I yeah. see. Mm. So again, you, you, the, your location in Accra mm. has mm. had its own interesting sort of um, mm. implications. One of the things we always ask our guests is this idea that guns are very welcoming and that guns are very open and that they sort of bring other people in. Mm -hmm. They have an expression, they call it ablekuma, abakuma. Is this something that you, are, you can relate to? Is this something that's true in your experience? Oh yes, uh, it's part of the Ghana philosophy, ablekuma, abakuma. I think that it goes to the position that the Ghana people occupied by virtue of our history, uh, pre-colonial history. Uh, Ghana people played the middleman role um, you know, in, the, in, in, in times of the trade uh, with the Europeans, mm -hmm. uh, several people came from the hinterland to trade. Mm -hmm. And the Ghana people were the middle men, uh, middle women, if you would like. Mm -hmm. um, and so several people came, you know, to uh, pitch their camps here. Uh, you couldn't avoid it. Uh, I think that the problem even became worse when the capital was moved from Cape Coast to Accra in 1877. So over the years, we've had to uh, welcome strangers, uh, boy, you know, uh, to come and then dwell with us. Uh, so, so that has been the history. So Ghana people have been welcoming. And you know. as against other groups, who even though they may welcome strangers, mm. you sort of have no problem assimilating them into your system. So, uh, and for example, if we go to places like Otublohum, I'm told there are people there who are originally Akwamu or yeah. from other places and they become part it's not like part of them. yes you are foreigners who stay in these quarters you have mm -hmm. no problem with 
assimilating strangers? No, I mean, we, I don't think that we had any problem assimilating you know, strangers. Strangers even Europeans, <coughs> European merchants. So if you go to a place like Osu, um, maybe Cape Coast, but Osu, you'll find a number of names that have European origins. Uh, Danish, German, you know, you find all of them there. So it's not only uh, um, gold coasters, as we say, but even Europeans. Mm. So it's quite all embracing, mm. and that's been the philosophy of the Ga people for, for many years. In retrospect, has that been beneficial or detrimental to the advancement of the Ga people? Well, it's a mixed fortune. Mm. Um, uh, we've gained a lot by raising, opening up to other people, but you know, there have also been disadvantages. And which has affected uh, Ghan identity in terms of language, uh, culture, customs, and traditions. Mm. And particularly um, um, in this time and age, uh, there are people who are really feeling it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, a number of Ghan people who are complaining uh, that it looks as if we have been overwhelmed. Uh, you, you stay in your own land and you hardly hear your, your own language being spoken. I remember. My little boy, yeah. uh, when he was at the university primary, I normally would take him back home. There's a place where we go, a filling station. So I take him there and buy things for him. Yeah. One day, <laughs> we were there, I was looking at something. He was also going around. Just barely five or six. Okay. Then he came, you know, and came and whispered into my ears, Daddy, Daddy, I'm in Riga. Oh. I'm in Riga. Oh. You know, it struck me. Wow. And here, at Hacho. Wow. You know, I mean, you hear this when you travel outside the country. Because he hardly hears oh, yes. the language, even though he's in Accra. Even though he's in Accra, probably hears the language at home. And it really struck me. That's tragic, though. And some people <laughs> think it's because the capital also was brought yes. here. So it sort of cosmopolitanized yes. the place quickly. Precisely, that's the point I was making. Yeah. You know, it's added to the. We gained, but then we lost. Mm. And I think that we are trying to regain. Mm -hmm fighting, you know, to assert uh, who re we really are. Mm. Mm. So who is a gun? Um, well, you could say both by language and also um, a person's uh, place of origin. You know, mm -hmm. You're born into a gun family. Mm -hmm. uh, got several gun, you know, towns. Um, and so if you are born into a gun family, now we, are, we inherit patrilineally. So if your father happens to be a Ghana person, then you are defined as a Ghanubi. Irrespective of where you are born. Irrespective once of your father is Ghana, you are yes, Ghana. Yes, once your father is Ghana, you inherit patrilineally. And you are given a Ghana name. That gives you an identity that you are a Ghana person. I mean, simply defined. Um, you, 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 you are identified by first and foremost by your name. Because your name then, you know, uh, we are able to determine where you come from. Just by your name? Yes, just by your name. And uh, there's some, I'm doing some work on Ghana names. Mm -hmm. Where we have uh, these uh, first, sec, second generation names. Mm. For, both for male and female. Chema, Chema Agbe, Kebi Agbe, you know. So all the names are there. Mm. So once you're born, you know, uh, any family you know, knows the name you should take. Wow. And uh, you can trace somebody to the place they come from, uh, whether they come from Gamashi, from Teshi, from Nungwa. Nungwa have peculiar names, Gamashi have certain names that are peculiar. Sometimes just by the name. Just by the name. 
This is interesting. I remember Professor Irino said to me some time ago that a girl's name is an address. Yes. So if you mention your name, we know everything we need to know about yes. you. you. You agree? Yes. We can send you straight home. Of course, wow. some of the names overlap. And so you, you find Ajay, um, maybe Teshi, and then La. But if you go deeper, you, you, they, they will take you to the clan house. Really? Oh, yes. Just by hearing the name? Yeah, they will take you to the clan house. I could do a test on this. So uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's fascinating. So if, if I say, Ni Aite Tebu, Ni Aite Tebu, what are the possible places a Ni Aite Tebu would be from and what will be its position in a, in a family? Um, Aite would be the first born born. male. Male. Tego, Tego uh, um, is, is, is the surname or the family name. Yes. I mean, the Tegos we know, you know come from uh, Gamachi. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so they can take you straight to the family house, you know, once you mention your wow. name. Yeah. You are so right, because my, my, one of my best friends is called Leonard Niaite Tebu. Mm -hmm. And it's from exactly what you said, and it's yes. the first male born. Yes. Yes. So, so wow. once you mention the name, if it's a female, uh, Ayili, you know. Na Ayili. Na Ayili. Yeah, Na Ayoko. And the Ayili. same name, so if you, so if you were uh, Sowa, mm -hmm. or he were. Um, Lamte, mm -hmm. you could Lampte. still tell where he's from. Yes. So this is a ni lante lamte. Or ni lante lamte. Some of the surnames have been corrupted. Okay. Actually, we used to have, you know, you would take your father's name. Uh huh. You know, so so properly speaking, that's a surname. My father's name is Oakley. Mm -hmm. So I should have been called Tete Oakley. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my junior brother is is Mensa. So the first one, uh, and that's how we distinguish between the names. Okay. Because I'll give the same names to my children as my younger brother would do. You know, ah, you have so the same name. your name hyphen your son's yes. name, then yes. distinguishes you from his cousin. That's the thing. Okay. So they know, you know who gave birth to who. That's, that's interesting. Over the years, we, then we had this um, um, uh, family, the, the more of the European family name. So I, 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 I took on Lai. Lai happens to be my great-grandfather's name. And it came through the influence of my grand-uncle, who was a minister of the Presby Church. And so we stuck, you know, got stuck to that name, wow. Lai. But, 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 you know, strictly speaking, as we as take in my father's name, which is okay. And then, uh, because sometimes it can be confusing. My first daughter is Afoli. My junior brother also has a folly. In fact, we are boys. Five of us are, are, are boys, the first five of us. So have our first ones, if they are female, they all have the same name. And the name is predetermined. Yes, it's predetermined, it's a folly. So the only way you can distinguish is Tete be a Because I'm Tete. Mensan be a folly. Anang be a folly. You know, that's how you distinguish it. Otherwise, it can be confusing. Where men's obvious is the third one. He's the third Anna one. Anna is the fourth. Anna is the fourth one. And boy is... is, 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 wow. is, is, is Let, the let's try another one. I'm, not, I'm loving this. <laughs> so, we have a, a Nathan Ni Obodai Kwao. Yes. What will Nathan's younger brother, who comes after him, be? If it's, it's a, So, Nathan Obodai. So, what's Obodai's brother? Uh, well, I know Godai would they would probably come from Osu. Yes. And then La. Yes, they are from La. <laughs> so you have uh, um, um, Soja. You know, Aja. Aja. Yes. You have uh, Tobo. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So they have those names. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Nathan's brother, one of his brothers is Aja, and mm -hmm. I think his other brother is Tombo. Uh, so I think you have, yes, you have yes. passed the test. So <laughs> you're saying a name is a very important descriptor of a guy. Mm -hmm. Of the course. Address, like Professor Udote said. And then, yeah. of course, where your father is from. But mm -hmm. what about language? Can mm -hmm. we say that um, for a person to be Ga, they must also speak Ga language? Yes. I mean, once you mention your name, Mm. then everybody would expect that you would speak the language. Because okay. once you, you, they know you are a Ghana person, and so they will expect you to be able to speak the language. So mm -hmm. the language is also another form of their identity. Yeah. Uh, and there are people, sadly to say, I mean, they've lost uh, their mother tongues. They're not able to express themselves. And it's, it's, it's really sad. Mm. Uh, because there are people who would want to speak, but they are unable to speak. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of the crises. Uh, identity crisis that Ghana people are having to go through mm. because the Ghana language uh, goes back uh, several years back. It's one of the first uh, to, to be reduced into writing, and um, maybe that's why I, it fascinates me uh, because I'm not a linguist, <laughs> I'm not a philologist, you know, but I have been following the the developmental track, if you like, the historical tracks of the language. And so that is what has drawn me to it, uh, to be able to research. Well, there are a lot of documents, you know, that, that one could, could lay hands on. And so it, 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 it's quite fascinating. So you're saying that of the languages here in Ghana, the Ghana language was one of the first to actually One of the first. One of the first. In, is this, and the Ghana uh, Bible... Is this 19th century? Is this 18th century? Oh, you are talking about about the 18th century, 1747, the first ever manuscript, yes, yes, wow. yes, 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 uh, the first ever manuscript, um, um, uh, Proton, I mean, uh, Proton had uh, a Danish father and a grandmother, mm. it says, the documents that we have, he's the first ever to have been, to have uh, uh, used the Danish rules of spelling and orthography to write the Ghana language, and I have a copy of the manuscript. He calls himself Niteko Blofunyo, Blofunyobi. That's how he calls himself Blofunyobi. 1747, and you have you have the document. So as far back as the middle 18th century, they have started writing the Ghana language by Danish explorers, Danish merchants, Danish governors. So this has been before the missionaries. Oh, long, 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 long before the. Because we typically tend to see. A lot of our language developed through the work of the mission. Yes, yes. But then it's because they were occupying the castle. I mean, the castle is not too far from us at Osu. Yeah. You know, so I've seen documents, you know, by governors mm. who were doing translation of the scriptures. You know, Apostles' wow. Creed, a little of this, a little of that. You know, quite a lot of these have been preserved in Copenhagen. You know, so you have you have these documents, mm. particularly those ones that were worked on by by Christian Proton. Mm. You know, uh, and we have uh, his. Um, um, diaries mm. uh, yet to be yet to be published. You know. So Blofonio was uh, uh, mixed race. It's mixed race. So so he could speak both Ga and Danish. Yes. Yeah, for him to be able to uh, write. Uh, but but you know that is the time of the uh, the, the, the the merchants uh, mm -hmm. the explorers. Mm -hmm. You have people like um, F. L. Roma. You know who were merchants who worked you know, in Osu and its environs. You also have other explorers who worked, you know, and they, they, they although they didn't write in Ga at the time, if you look at their books, 
it intersects with Ghana words. So you could easily follow up. Ghana expressions, you know, are littered all through. You know. But it was during the time of the Basel mission that fam- the, the language really uh, got, you know, uh, uh, moving. The Danish, there's a Danish factor. But even before I, I th- there is this gentleman I, I did some work on. Uh, he's Ed of you, Hansen. Reverend Augustus William Hansen. Mm-hmm. Now he is supposed to have a uh, mixed parentage, mm-hmm. a British father and um, a Ghana mother. Mm. And he was the first ever to have done a translation of the Bible into two books, into two books, John and Matthew. Wow. Seven years before Zimmerman. Wow. It was published by the British and Foreign Bible Society. And it was, it was in circulation. Seven, Seven years, years before, before Zimmerman. The great Johannes Zimmerman. Before Zimmerman. Before Zimmerman. Wow. And uh, so Hansen, you know, belongs to the Hansen family in Accra. And uh, a very phenomenal person. I mean, very little. He translated the book of Matthew, Matthew and the book of John into Ghana. Yes, I have copies. I have copies of Matthew and John as translated by A.W. Hansen. And you know, when, wow. when we were coming to the Gold Coast, um, Zimmerman was aware of these books because they were translated, I mean, they were worked on by the BFBS. So they wrote to him, and we have letters that they exchanged. They were looking for other manuscripts that he did. Mm. other translations because he intended translating the whole Bible somehow you know he mixed his way mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he mixed his way eventually he ended up in Sierra Leone oh, he died very early he joined the anti-slavery movement uh, in Sierra Leone and he died during one of the rescue missions mm. uh, but yeah. the family you know acknowledge uh, they acknowledge him yeah wow. he did this phenomenal work before before Zimmerman and the collaborators. They are actually Ghana collaborators who work hand in hand with Zimmerman. It, it will be interesting to yes. see those manuscripts yes. and see the type of Ghana they were speaking and eventually mm-hmm. writing. Yes. And I'm saying this because I was handed a Ghana dictionary written by Zimmerman. Yeah. And trust me, some of the words have changed. Yes. And yes, some sure. of the letters and the way they were even written don't resemble what we use today. Yes. So, yes. I'll, 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 so yes. is there a sense in which the, the, trans, the, the, the translator or the person who codifies the language mm-hmm. sort of tilts it to fit his own rules? So, for example, mm-hmm. Zimmerman, mm-hmm. Yes. he's from the Basel mission. Yes, sure. And he's, I don't know if it's German or Swiss. He's German. He's German. Mm. So you'd expect that there will be a German slant to how he... Organizes the language because even though he came to learn it, mm-hmm. it's not his original language, mm-hmm. and so he probably use let because there, are, for example, there are letters in German that you see in Ghana you will not see in English. Yeah. So talk yeah. to me a bit about how the influence of the person who arranges the language mm-hmm. then sort of influences and determines the way we use the language mm-hmm. formally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that by the time Zimmerman came. There was this standard orthography called Lepsius, the Lepsius, you know, standard orthography, mm-hmm. uh, which had been accepted and which was being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, they were using the Danish, as I said, uh, orthography and mm-hmm. rules of spellings. Mm-hmm. But then, at the time that uh, Zimmerman came, I mean, language had really developed. So they were using the Lepsius, you know, uh, standard orthography. Mm-hmm. And so that's what uh, Zimmerman and uh, his people used. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, the orthography is there, but as to 
what they work on and then what they collect, what they choose to work on, I think is a very important question you are asking. Because part of their documentation. And this is where Zimmerman did something phenomenal. Zimmerman and his class of dietric vestimen who worked, you know, on the Ever language, and then also Johannes Christella who worked on the Akan language. They went beyond just Bible translation. They developed grammars, you know, grammar books in, in three Gan Ever. Then they started writing primers, you know, to be used in, in the schools. You know, so that was a great period where the, la- the language was flowering, if you like. So they went beyond it. They were even collecting proverbs. So if you wow. look at Zimmerman's, you know, dictionary, the Accra dictionary, it has about 202 uh, um, um, proverbs, Ghana proverbs that he collected. Cristala collected 3,603 proverbs. I mean, Dr. Dankwa, you know, commented, commented on it. So they were now moving beyond just Bible translation into the effective use of the language. Language as if you like, uh, a medium by which you can engage in critical thought. Mm. You know, so beyond 1828, uh, sorry, 1858, when the first uh, grammar book was, was actually done by Zimmerman, and Bible translation followed. And by the way, the Ghana Bible happened to be the first ever to be translated, you know, among all the books. Of all our languages. Of all our languages. The, the Ghana Bible, Bible was the first is the first to be translated into 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 which year is this? This is eighteen eighteen sixty six. In fact we did the celebration one fifty years uh, two thousand six by the Bible Society. So the the Ghana Bible is a class prefect of all the Oh yes, yes, yes. Sure. The Ghana Bible. Because they think Akan is, is dominant, you know, people think Akan uh, the the wow. Akan Bible is eighteen seventy one. You know, then it's fair to say Gans became more literate than other groups earlier. Oh, sure. Because I mean, if they are, the, other, of course, the other publications, but the Bible yes. because of the influence. Yes. So then Gans became more literate in the then go In the language, in the use of the language. And, and earlier, in their own language, I in mean. In their own language. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, brought, I brought this uh, book with me. I wanted to show you because I, apart oh. from uh, grammar books, mm-hmm. um, they were also developing other disciplines. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't only, um, if you like, Bible translation, grammar, and all that. But they were thinking about the disciplines. And these are the Germans, remember. Martin Luther had actually broken the genes around Latin, you know. So they know they could use their language as, as, a, as a language of thought. So uh, other disciplines were being developed. So they were teaching our people that you could actually do maths in the various languages. And this is, a, this is a book in Ghana, Akon And this is 1876. Wow. This is 1876. And it, it's not that there was an English math book which was being translated into Ghana. No. Original. Original. So this is the arithmetic. concept. Yes. So you have square roots. Kojinejwa shishifamo. Kojinejwa shishifamo. That's the square root. Oshikifamo. Oshikifamo. That's cube roots. They were thinking wow. about compound interest. If you can think in a language, then you can conceptualize in a language. So this was in 1876. And you have one in Eve. You know, these are in four parts. Parts one, two, three, and four. So, so, that you have one in so like the, the numbers have their... Oh, yes. Yeah. Are all 
originally Ghana. They didn't originally just translate Ghan. an English text into yes. this. Yes, remember these are German. This is Zerwick. I mean, the person who did this is Zerwick is German. And there was no love lost between the English and then the Germans. They wouldn't do anything in English. You know, we, we've come with English for a very long time, we think, you know, but these were promoted by Germans. Unfortunately, wow. these ex experiments came to a halt because of the war. The First World War, when the German missionaries had to leave. You know, but yes. So you could do mathematics, you know, in the language. Uh, you know, I'm sure that educators and the arguments about first language of instruction would need this book. Oh um, yes, this is sure. the Heritage Online series. We're talking to Reverend Professor Philip Lai, and all we're trying to do is to tell you who the guns are. We started by talking about the name, of course. The fact that your father is Ghan means you are Ghan. But we are, we are really focusing on the language. And it turns out that the Ghan language is the first of the Ghanaian languages to be written. And the Ghan Bible is the first written uh, uh, text. We've also learned about our Ni Ayite Blofonyo and some of the work he did as we have about, about Zimmerman. So, but it's very clear that the Ghan language development was massively enhanced by the Basel mission. By the Basel mission, sure. And the role of the church has been yes. very key. Which is interesting because the God traditional religion is not Christianity. No. We have the Wulome. Yes. How did the Basel people's role in codifying the language did it change anything? Did it influence anything? I don't know if you've studied that. Because if you are, yes. we, we are not, Gans are not necessarily Christians. Okay, yes. we are traditional worshippers. Yes. And then this missionary wants, understands that language is very important to yes. you. So he wants to learn your language and yes. then he translates the Bible into your language. Yes. Somehow he will use the language to also Christianize you, won't yes. he? Yes. You know, very interesting. And that's the thing Bible translators tell us, especially in Africa. Bible translator will tell you that to the extent that a Bible, you know, has a lot of loan words in it, mm. then you have a problem. Mm. I think the greatest contribution is through Bible translation. Because they used the words that were already there. They didn't manufacture terms. If you read the Ghana Bible, every Bible, three Bible, I'm more conversant with the three Bible and then the Ghana Bible. Most of the words, and I've worked on quite a number of the terms, about, let's say about 80% really? of the words are pre-existent. They borrowed them. Including so you are saying that the concept existed among the people? Yes, sure. So, so for example, the concept of God? Yes, that's the name. But hold on, Christianity has many names for God. Yes. There's Jehovah, yes. there's yes. the Almighty, yes. and then there's all these other El Shaddai and these things. Obviously, some of them you can't translate into God. So, I mean, so Jehovah is obviously Jehovah. a borrowed mm -hmm. word from Jehovah. Yes. Because the original God idea of the deity is mm -hmm. no more. No more. Yes. So that would be God. Yes. That, 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 that was what But would that mean the same thing as what the Aramaic or the Greek writer of a Bible had in mind? That is the theological, the deep theological <laughs> question. Because see, if you read Acts, yeah. when Paul went, you know, among the Lystrians, yeah. he said, God has never left himself without any witness True. among all people. Yes. Obviously, he left his footprints. I mean, that's what I believe. Yes. He left his mark. He left his name. Otherwise, you will know God. In fact, my boss used to say, if European missionaries had to bring God 
then he is an idol. Mm. Because it's only an idol that you take from one place to the other. God preceded the missionaries. He went ahead of them. Mm. If he wasn't there, their work would be impossible. Mm. So he was there and he was known by a name. Atananimo. And, Ata and that's what happened in quite a number of African societies. Mm. The name that was already there was the name they used. They used. And the theological rationale is the fact that God is universal. When, when girls are praying, they say Nuncho, what do they mean? Nuncho. Nuncho. It's Lord. Lord. Nuncho. But God is Nuncho. God But does Nuncho have a specific meaning? Somebody said to me, Nuncho. Suggest the one who moves at night. I don't know whether that's true. Nuncho. This is part of the uh, corruption. Sometimes people like to play on words. Okay. Uh, you've got Yeama, you know, so-called, uh, not so-called. Um, it's mm -hmm. one of the great gun thinkers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, trying to play on words. I get it. Uh, you know, but I am not inclined to follow those, you know, people use etymologies and then they try to play mm -hmm. on words. It's Nyomo. That's, that's, Nyomo that's is Nyomo. Nyomo. And the concept existed before they it, came. It existed before the, the Europeans came. Mm. So, so the thing about Bible translation, and it's where, because there are several names apart from Nyomo. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, you have uh, Himokeili, you know, uh, faith. You know, because there is this concept of belief among the indigenous people, Hemokaili, uh, 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 or among the uh, Akan people, uh, GDA, you know, but it's part of traditional uh, religious practice. Where among the Ghan, we talk about Aiwom, uh, you know, you know, and it means that you have come into some kind of an allegiance with the person, you know. So that's where the root came from. And you literally, if you like, take something. You drink in something. When you go to a deity, you drink in something. Aye. And then as so the concept the, is already there. Yeah, the concept is there. Mm. And you see, this is what Jesus says in, 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 in John chapter 7. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of God. So if you are spoken to Gans, would have understood it. They would have understood it. Thank so you in that much. sense, the Gans are ahead of the Jews. Oh, yeah. I mean, because the Jews picked up stones to stone him. Yes, because they didn't understand. <laughs> when he said that. You know, but Gans would understand that this is possible. You mentioned loan words. Is there a sense in which because the Gan language was the first to be properly codified, it has influenced the other local languages? And in, because you don't forget, you mentioned there was a, a dictionary that I think Zimmerman wrote, which was, I don't know, Akan Ga English, I'm not too sure. So are there, or are there borrowed words among the other languages, if you can comment on that? Well, if you take the Ga language, the Ga language belongs to what we call the quad group of languages. Yes. You know, so you have Ewe, Ga, you know, belonging to, you know. So we have the that, same root. The, the same root. So Ewe, Fon, Ga are all the same root. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we share uh, uh, the, the philosophical outlook very much in the mm. same, you know. So let me uh, ask you a question. So we always, old times, we call old times blema. Blema, yes. Blema. Yes, yes. We also call we it, it blema. We also call it blema. I see. And Ga and Chi share a lot. More than even... Yes, more than with Ebe. I see. So there have been a lot of borrowings. Can you give me an example of Ga and Chi similarity? Oh, there are so, so many. <laughs> there are so... There's and we don't know who borrowed from who. Yeah, sometimes, you know, so, so I was told. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to think that when you say Aiko is a tree word, but it's a, it's, a, it's a tree linguist who told me it's a Ga word. Are you serious? Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's telling me, he said, go and find Aiko, it's, it's, Aiko, 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 yes, Aiko, it's a Ga word. It's a Ga word. If you refer to uh, Iante, no, Gangamoy, 
you know, it comes from the root. Ahe o no eko. Ah, nyeko. Ahe, ahe no eko. So it actually goes into... And when, when so it's actually gone. Yeah, from the root. So it's gaiko is gone. It's gone. Wow. So the yai is even gone. Uh, yeah, yai, yai. I hear no echo. So there have been a wow. lot of borrowing. So sometimes some of my friends will say, no, you need to be very sure. It isn't. It isn't us who is borrowing from them. They are borrowed from us. You know, a lot of interaction. What about borrowing from European words? Because there oh, are yeah, some there words. Are that, there's a lot of European words. I mean, know. there's a dictionary by Prof. Prof. Dakubu that traces, you know, roots of 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 some. Uh, Ghana words that have come from Portuguese, particularly from the Portuguese, because they were the first, you know, who arrived. And so some of the words, you know, you find, uh, like aspartre, you know, uh, flono, you know, and he he will tell you where the the words have come from. Mm. Yeah, and 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 then also now, since we talk about uh, name and identity, uh, there's also a corruption with place names because it has to do with our identity. You know, when Karendorf, uh, and I need to mention Karendorf, the history of the Gold Coast in Asante. We have Karendorf back in Karendorf. Dan Suman. Yes. Dan Suman. Mm -hmm. He wrote that phenomenal book of the history of uh, 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 the Gold Coast in Asante. And he was advised by Cristala that with the, with the uh, uh, father names and then the place names, what you call the patronyms and then the patronyms, he should put it exactly the way the people, people pronounce it. And he was right, because several years later, we have all our place names being changed. Wogon. I don't know where Wogon. I also West Wogon. 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 I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a dwarf buffalo. The dwarf buffalo. Oh, it's a creature. Or the, 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 the African cow. You know. And they use their horns. You know. And so it, it plays, wow. that animal plays a very important role in Ghana. Their religious culture. And we've corrupted it. Oh yeah, corrupted war it. War. These are wild animals. What about like what about Legon? When I went to Legon, Legon, we said we were the hill of knowledge, and therefore nothing to do. Oh, Leni, gone, no. So no. Legon, hill of knowledge. Nothing. And we to took do. it like that. Uh, when did Legon come into re, into into effect? 1948. Where the land was given to the school by the La people. La people. 1948. But that's 1948. Yes. And the the girl people inhabited this place years back. So, so it's not so it's not, it's not hill of knowledge. What is nothing Legon? Nothing to do with knowledge. Knowledge really? should be associated with it. But gone is healed. It's gone is healed because there used to be some animal species there. There okay. used to be a little village there called Legon. 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 And Le is, is, is the name of, of an animal called Bailo. You know. Bailo. Bailo. So it's one of those deer antelopes. Yes, creatures. deer antelopes. Yes. Okay. And they're very, very smart. So the Ghana people have a proverb. Le Forni Oh. Le Forni When they are moving, they move in groups. Reverend Professor Philip Lai. That's all we have time for. My name is Bernard Avle. Coming up next, see News at 10 with Howard. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Coming up, Ghana Grid Company, Grid Call to roll out power rationing schedule from April 2021. And Majority Leader Oseche Mensa Bonsu wants government to implement reworked Ejapa royalties deal without submitting it to the House this time. Details now. The Ghana Grid company Gridco has confirmed it will roll out a power rationing plan from April to June 2021 and will subsequently release a timetable to the effect. 
this sharp turn of events comes only two weeks after Chief Executive of the company, Jonathan Amwakoba, gave assurances on City TV's point of view show in response to public outcry against outages that the country was not in doom. So, the corporate communications manager for Gwitko, Ebenezer Amanqua, though unable to give details on when exactly this doomsaw timetable will be released, told City News that Gwitko is in talks with relevant stakeholders to agree on a power rationing schedule. Essentially, a span of between April and the end of June, as a duration, we are likely to experience the intermittent outages. It doesn't mean that it starts from April and ends in the end of June. There are periods between April to June where the companies would need some uh, requests for outages, and we have to then work with the distribution companies to establish uh, a particular timetable for the affected areas and ensure that the impact is minimized because we're cutting and necessarily overburdened or affected unnecessarily. When would this timetable be released? Well, we are still in discussion with some of the people, particularly ECB and towards the northern side, NICO, for example, and then also on the project and our own engineers and directors from project. So we can all agree. We are also talking to media, the different government authorities, their engineers, because some of their projects are sent by them directly. That was Corporate Communications Manager for Gridco, Ebenezer Amankwa. The majority leader of Seche Mensabunsu says government can go ahead with the Japan royalties deal without bringing it to parliament. According to the Swami MP, the deal does not require a second parliamentary approval as it has not been cancelled but only suspended by the president. This follows President Tekufuado's announcement that the controversial deal will be resurrected in his second term. The minority have indicated a real kick against the deal if it is brought back to the House for approval. Speaking to City News on the matter, Majority Leader Osechim Mensabonsu says Parliament has completed its work on the deal, hence his position. It is when it's cancelled and they bring a new one that Parliament's activities will be activated. For now, because we have passed it, right, it's, it's something that's been concluded. If the President says that, look, because of public sentiments, this thing is nullified, right? I have to repackage it and bring it to Parliament. Those questions then we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll come on board, we probe, we interrogate, and to the extent that it will be useful to, them, to us as Ghanaians. Oseche Mensa Bonsu is majority leader in parliament. Now, President Tekufuado says he's committed to building a solid economy that will stand the test of time in his second term in office. And Tekufuado says the focus of his first term was on building a strong foundation that led to growth and stability in the economy. Speaking to some Spanish investors on the sidelines of the Focus Africa 2023 conference in Madrid, Spain, Nane Cufuado says Ghana is on a path to growth and prosperity. We have over the period put in place measures needed